the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, into a Wednesday show, hump day, middle of the weekday, over the hill day, closer to Friday than we were on Monday. That's a good thing. And it's a beautiful day outside. Well, somebody will call me and complain that it is hot. It's hot outside. And it's really, really humid. You know, I like it like this. All right, I like it hot. Uh, I, I, it's 90 degrees right now, and I like to uh, point out again that I grew up outside of Chicago, so I'm still thawing out, as I like to uh, to tell you, just uh, the, the way it is. But uh, we got a good show today. Uh, I'm going to be with you just by myself here for about the first 90 minutes. Got a lot of stuff that we can talk about. Got a lot of sound for you as well. And uh, on top of that, 3.30... Uh, Congressman Hill will be with us, and uh, I've already jotted down what we're going to be talking about. He's going to talk about the reactions to the president's tweets and the Democrats' resolution condemning those tweets. We'll talk about minimum wage legislation, where it's in the House right now, and what's going on with it there. And then uh, cryptocurrency, we're going to talk about that. Uh, because of Facebook and what's going on uh, with that whole uh, thing with uh, with Facebook. So we got some interesting subjects to talk with him. Four o'clock, Duck will be here. Uh, Joe will not be here. Uh, had uh, a family uh, uh, situation uh, that uh, precludes him from being here today. And then uh, he will uh, join us again next week. He will be back uh, next week week. Uh, as far as the five o'clock hour, Robert Steinbach will drop by and we got a lot that he and I can kind of dissect as we go along. And, uh, I had something that I wanted to talk to you on the radio and on Facebook here in, in a few moments, uh, there'll be a video clip that'll be on my Facebook page for all of you who are friends on Facebook and I make a, I'm, I'm making a personal appeal to you uh, about the Red Shield Challenge. Uh, you know, to be honest, whether I win that challenge or not is not the older, overriding concern for me. Uh, the overriding concern uh, for me is that we help uh, the Salvation Army. Uh, they need help. Uh, things have been slow this year, and so they're asking Oh, they came and asked us here at 101 uh, if we would talk about it. And uh, also the fish is doing this, our sister station. And we're trying to help them, you know, fill some of the gaps that they have uh, for uh, the the whole deal with the Salvation Army. I'm a big Sarvi, uh, Salvation Army supporter, have been uh, since I left uh, supporting the Red Cross after 9-11. Many of you know uh, my heart burns still with the Red Cross that, uh, you know, we raised 
hundreds of thousands of dollars at the uh, previous station that I was at. And we were told all of that money would go to the survivors of the tower collapse and, uh, you know, for the, the families that were, you know, hurt during the, the attack on the Pentagon and the families who lost loved ones in that field in Pennsylvania and ended up that they uh, took the money and they used to put a brand new phone system into the Red Cross. And that didn't sit well with me. Still doesn't sit with, with well with me. It sticks in my crawl. So with, with that in, in mind, uh, I've, I've turned my attention to the Salvation Army. Uh, the money stays here in our community. Uh, the money goes to help those who need help. They've got some great, great programs where they help people relaunch their lives for their families, um, get necessary uh, education, things of that nature. And, of course, they still feed people. They still clothe people. They still uh, take care of getting toys at Christmas and all the great things that they do at the, uh, the Salvation Army. So I'm asking you specifically today, uh, you don't have to offer a lot. Uh, I normally, when I do something like this, whether it be for the, the toy drive and up there and down there in Bryant or whatever, uh, we ask for $20. And if you can afford $20, uh, make your uh, donation at 1011FMTheAnswer.com. If you just go to 1011FMTheAnswer.com, click on the red shield sign that is right there on the website. And uh, as you scroll down, you'll see for Dave Ellswick. Uh, click on that and make your donation right now. I'll be uh, there'll be a, a a video in a moment on Facebook saying a lot of the exact same things that I'm saying right now here on the radio. They need your help. I've uh, accepted. Uh, they're asking uh, for this show to promote uh, help, and uh, I know our listeners always come through. Uh, for great organizations like this. so uh, and, and this won't be the last one that we help. I'm just letting you know, it's been slow this year. Uh, the economy is up. People's employment is up. Uh, but uh, here in the last year or two, uh, you know, they changed the ability for you to uh, declare your charitable donations. as uh, Many times it's tax deductible. You can only take so much off of your taxes. Donations are down because of that. I'm going to ask you whether you get a deduction or not to give uh, uh, to these groups that need your uh, charitable donations. They need your help. And um, I hope that you know, maybe you want to talk to your church, see if your church can donate some to the uh, uh, Salvation Army. They are a, you know, a faith-based organization. Uh, they do believe in Christ. Here's your opportunity, your church's opportunity to get involved with them uh, as far as that's concerned as well. All right, 14 minutes after two. Enough of that. Let me move on. Uh, and I'll, But I'll be mentioning this from time to time during the show today uh, for you to make a donation to the Salvation Army. Again, you go to 1011fmtheanswer.com to make your donation, and you can do that right now. Now, man, I can't believe that 
Bernie Sanders came clean yesterday. He's talking about Medicare for all. And you know how they've been promoting this as though uh, if they pass this, everybody gets it free. Not going to cost you a dime. It's just going to suddenly show up in your mailbox and you'll have a Medicare card and you'll be able to go to any hospital, any doctor that you want to. Uh, With that in mind, uh, the senator was out on the campaign trail and uh, was doing interviews, things of that nature, and was talked to about that. And he admitted something. And here's cut number five, and here's what he admitted. The Jeff Bezos's of the world would help pay for Medicare for all, higher taxes on them. Should the middle class at all have a stake in creating a system like Medicare for all through a bit of a higher tax rate? Well, how do you think health care is not free? Right now, we pay through, we pay for um, health care in a variety of ways. Pretty complicated. About half of health care dollars, more or less, comes from taxes. That's what Medicare is about, what Medicaid is about, uh, what the CHIP program is about, what the Veterans Administration is about. So you really spend a lot of money on that. Yeah, we spend a lot of money on that already. We're going to spend a whole lot more money. About 50% right now is what he said. It's tax money. But, hey, we're going to pay for it all. We pay for it all. It's going to be middle class. Where do you think it comes from, dude? Do you think it just falls off the you know the money tree? Do you think that, that we have money trees in back of the Capitol? That's not the way we do it. That is, the fir- is that not the first time you've heard Bernie Sanders say that, yeah, we're going to raise that. Play that again for, for us. So the Jeff Bezos's of the world would help pay for Medicare for all, higher taxes yes. on them. Should the middle class at all have a stake in creating a system like Medicare for all through a bit of a higher tax rate? Well, how do you think health care is not free? <laughs> right now, we pay through, we pay for um, health care in a variety of ways. Pretty complicated. About half of health care dollars, more or less, comes from taxes. That's what Medicare is about, what Medicaid is about, uh, what the CHIP program is about, what the Veterans Administration is about. So you really spend a lot of money on that. There you go. We spend a lot of money already on that. It's the first time we've heard Bernie ever admit it, though. I, I'm, I'm stunned. I'm absolutely stunned. Oh, but there's something you also need to know, and that is that if we get Medicare for all, don't even think about going out and getting a supplemental, perhaps, to it. You see, I have a supplemental. I'm, I'm getting Medicare now. Yeah, I'm up that age. Got to get, got to get Medicare now. So I'm on Medicare. By the way, I'm still working, and so I'm still paying uh, what I pay for my Medicare, and I'm also paying taxes for Medicare right now, and uh, I also pay for a supplemental to my Medicare. Got my Medicare that takes care of some basic stuff. But then I I pay for this uh, additional, which, uh, hold on, I just dealt with them today. I had to call them and change some stuff. I've got a supplemental, the Supplemental Plan F, and it is from Prosperity Life Group. They're very good, by the way. If you are looking for a supplemental, you know, send me an email or send me a text or whatever, and I'll... I'll send you the. Uh, I'll send my agent's phone number to you. You can get a hold of him and and get on with it. Uh, and my my wife and I are both on Prosperity Life Group. Now here's what it does. Uh, whatever Medicare doesn't pay, 
they do. I don't have, I have no bills. Goes to see the doctor, say there's a, a blood panel they got to do, and let's say it's uh, a couple, $200, $300, right? And uh, Medicare pays, let's say, $110 of that. And there's an extra $200 left. Well, Prosperity lays the money down for that, pays for the rest of it. They cover that. So I have nothing coming out of my pocket, but I pay for that every month. In fact, uh, to cover my wife and I, it's uh, about $280 a month for our Medicare, and then it's another $300 for the supplemental. So I'm paying about a little over $500 a month uh, for my health care, plus uh, whatever it is in taxes that I'm paying. You can add that on top of it as well. I think it's about $72 or something like that out of my paycheck. I is going to the Medicare uh, fund as as well, so I'm I'm paying you know almost six hundred bucks a month, but I got complete coverage now. No no big deal as far as that goes. It's pretty good, but I'm paying for it. That's the key for everybody to understand. You're paying for it now. If I didn't, if they said, well, Dave, we'll cover it all, uh, but uh, so you won't have to have your supplemental. How much are they going to charge me? Uh, to get, get complete coverage with Medicare. My taxes are going to go up, folks. It's going to go up. I'm paying for my Medicare. That comes out of my Social Security. They take that out as they go. Take it out of my check. Take it out of my wife's check. Okay, so we're paying uh, We're paying for the uh, Medicare. Was that considered type B or something like that? I forget what it's called. It's conf- I'm just saying it's complex. All right, it is. It's really complex. And, uh, you know, to, to get me that basic coverage. And, by the way, you can't get your Social Security if you don't get on Medicare. You better be aware of that already. That's part of the deal, too. And I'm paying on Social Security. It's so weird right now because I continue to work. But I'm old enough that I can get my Medicare and my Social Security. But I'm still paying. I'm, I'm getting the, They send me a check. And then every two weeks when my paycheck comes up, they take money out of my paycheck to pay for my my uh, Social Security and my, my Medicare. So they're taking money for that. Bottom line is, uh, it's you know, it's not cheap. It isn't cheap. It really is not cheap. Is it cheap? Is it, am I, do I have as, the only difference basically in what I'm paying with uh, now is the deductible. My deductible for Medicare is, what did he tell me, $150, My deductible for my company was $6,000. All right, which means you had, to, you had to have some really bad things going down to even get in to their, where they were paying anything. So that's the big difference in all of this. Now, just know that let's say we get Medicaid for all. What all is it going to cover? And if it doesn't cover it, can you buy a supplemental to cover it? You know, that's what they, that's basically what they do over in, in England. Now people have their national insurance card, and then they have a supplemental insurance that they pay out of the nose for, from what I understand from people that I've talked to that uh, have lived there 
and move to the United States, and then they, they give you the, the real uh, deal as far as what's going on over there that they're wanting to do here, and then they say, why would you want to do what we're doing here? It's crazy. So bottom line is this. Senator Harris, who's running for, uh, you know, president, she wants the Democratic nomination. She made a statement. Uh, hear what she has to say here. Uh, about private insurance under Medicare for all. Cut three. Medicare for all means that that you recognize that right now in America, 91% of our doctors are in Medicare. So you're not going to have to lose your doctor. It is very unlikely. It means it means recognizing that over a period of many years, the, the insurance companies have been jacking up the cost of health care in terms of premiums, deductibles, and co-pays. So that right now, someone who has insurance coverage will still be out of pocket $5,000 because that's their deductible, which for most Americans is unaffordable. The role of private insurance, are you limiting that to something like cosmetic insurance? Or what is the exact role well, of private it, insurance? To cover what is not otherwise covered. So that includes what? Very little because almost everything will be covered. Notice they didn't answer the question. Very little because just about everything will be covered. Well, what are the things that won't be covered? Oh, yeah, I forgot to say, once you hit 75 years old, uh, we may not cover open-heart surgery. You know, that kind of stuff. You know, there's things that they won't talk about. And always remember, when the government takes over health care, uh, we see it even now. We'll see it even more if we get, quote, Medicare for all. And that is the government will tell physicians and tell hospitals how much they will pay. Here's what you can charge. Here's what we're going to pay you for whatever uh, is the uh, procedure that the hospital's doing. I mean, it's, that's the way it's done right now, even with regular insurance. Uh, they're arguing and fighting over that all the time. Uh, you know, the, the hospitals have to make up money sometimes for people who don't have insurance. And uh, you turn around and you find out an aspirin costs $40 a tablet or something like that because they got to make up the money because they can't write it off like they used to be able to do. Uh, that This is, there's there's some Ugly little secrets out there. The government's gotten their pinkies into health care so much, about 67% of it now, uh, and now they want 100% of it. Uh, but they've screwed it up royal. They have. They've screwed it up royal. You know, when they start setting prices and telling doctors they can only charge this or charge that, hey, things get bad and things get worse. But... Uh, Private insurance, as we know it, they're trying to get rid of it. They're getting, trying to get rid of it. And I would think to me that you should be able to go out, buy the insurance you want uh, to cover what you need. Makes sense to me. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we got some news coming up to you. After the news, we'll come back. We're going to talk about the squad. Got to talk about the squad today. And we'll hear from Senator Cruz as well. That's coming up. All right. Back with you, and thanks to the folks that have already donated uh, to the Salvation Army. As I told you earlier in this hour, we're looking to reach for each of us uh, 
for me on my show and for uh, Bethany and uh, for uh, Steve over on the fish, $500 each uh, to go to the uh, Salvation Army. Right now, we have over the last uh, 40 minutes, we've gone from 20% to 42%. So uh, thank you to everyone who has uh, donated and uh, asked for you to make your donation now. Uh, to do that, go to 1011fmtheanswer.com. Now, I, I went there a moment ago because I can keep up with how much has been donated uh, this way. But uh, I went there and tried to go on. To, I just clicked the shield, and it, came, it gave me an error message. If you look up in the corner of that, you'll see it says uh, there's a website you can go to. If you click on that, it takes you right to the donation site. Uh, so, uh, you know, just kind of finagle around a little bit. And you can make your donation using your debit card uh, right there. So I'm, I'm going to ask you to do that uh, here uh, in this next half hour. Please uh, donate to the Salvation Army. Help them out to reach their goal that they're trying to reach. And uh, we'll, we'll help them out because they, they do a lot, a lot of great work. Okay, so Ted Cruz, Senator Cruz, uh, was quizzing the vice president at Google, and he was uh, he was questioning them about PragerU on, uh, I guess, YouTube uh, and things of that nature. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, you know, look, Dennis Prager, he's a he's a, a Jewish guy, practicing Jewish uh, gentleman, and. Uh, he believes in God. He's you know he's he's big on uh, living moral lives and and things of that nature. And with PragerU, he does some very good teaching videos. One of them was on the Ten Commandments and why are they so important. Google censored that. They took it down. Said that it it was against the Google uh, community standards. And Cruz was questioning the vice president of Google about this. And here's the give and take of that. Cut one. One of the companies that has been demonetized by Google repeatedly is Prager University. Dennis Prager is sitting here. He will be testifying on the next panel. Uh, Mr. Prager is, in my judgment, a highly learned, erudite individual, studied and well thought on a great many issues. And in my experience, I've always found that I learn when listening to Mr. Prager, whether I happen to agree with a particular issue or, yet, or not. And yet, YouTube actively censors the content Mr. Prager is producing. Is it your view that Mr. Prager is somehow disseminating dangerous ideas or, or ideas that fit into the buckets you were talking about of violent extremism or, or hate speech? Uh, no, Senator. Maybe if I can just explain. Mr. Mr. Prager is a YouTube success story. Mr. T. Prager has more than 2 million uh, uh, followers, as I understand it. Um, Mr. Prager's, uh, and, and all of Mr. Prager's content is available on YouTube, the, the, the main YouTube channel. We do have um, a very small percent of our subscribers who opt for what we call restricted mode. These are mostly institutions like churches or perhaps schools where there's certain um, more mature content 
that they choose not to have access to. Now, this is less than 2% of the overall YouTube watchers, but we do feel it's important that, to give those, those institutions that degree of control. There is a small percent of Mr. Prager's overall content, as I understand it, less than a quarter of his content, that is deemed to be in that category of more mature. And so for that very small percentage, they will not have access to Mr. Prager's um, more mature content. Other than that, it is complete. And, and just to be clear, these are, this is content, for instance, maybe perfectly acceptable to watch, but for those who perhaps references to violence or war or rape, things like that. So that's the, so that's the basis. My understanding, just for the record, is, is that uh, PragerU has produced 325-minute videos and that YouTube has censored 56 of them, so roughly 20%. Among those that are censored in include a video on the Ten Commandments. Uh, another one censored includes a video on the history of the nation of Israel. Uh, the restrictions are purportedly for blocking things like pornography, but apparently in YouTube's world, talking about the Ten Commandments and the, and the nation of Israel is comparable and, and, and should be blocked. Respectfully, Senator, that's not right. So what I was trying to explain is all of Mr. Prigg, those, those the Ten Commandments, all those are available to 98% of YouTube viewers, 98.5, I believe. 1.5% of our viewers have, in, have activated, again, this restricted mode, churches, um, schools, maybe libraries, that don't want to have their viewers uh, uh, exposed to more mature content. The video, I believe the Ten Commandments video, for instance, contains references to murder and I believe potentially Nazism or World War II, something along those lines. There are other videos that have in that category, in the, the number that you reference, 56, whatever it is, that may make reference to rape. That's the reason. But they're not censored. They are simply, they're available to everybody who's using normal YouTube. They are not available to the small subset who have chosen to activate restricted mode. All right, restricted mode. And again, it, most people I would tell you that go to that restricted mode, it's going there because they want it restricted from pornography and things of that nature. Not because it, it, the Ten Commandments says thou shalt not commit murder. I don't think that was in the thoughts of most people want restricted unless you got religious material in their restricted mode or whatever. It's just, it's kind of interesting the way that, that uh, they do all of that, but they do censor. I guess it uh, maybe it's a way. Maybe we can say peop maybe people can self censor. All right. I think the question is for the, the 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 vice president is can anybody? If I just go to YouTube and type in uh, Prager U Ten Commandments, it's going to pop up. That's going to come up. Is 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 that true or is that false? That the only way it won't pop up would probably be if I go into this other mode that they're talking about. And is that other mode, is it really explained clearly what exactly that it does? So we got that. Uh, I think that's something to be, uh, you know, talked about and explained. All right, when we come back, 
interesting information for you about AOC. I I said all along that in the next election, I would not be surprised if, one, she didn't get primary challenged, and number two, if she didn't get challenged in the election. Well, part of what I said has come to fruition. Uh, There is a Republican that will challenge AOC uh, and someone who's been very, very active in state, New York state Republican politics that's going to take on Cortez. I'll tell you about who it is when we come back. We've got uh, about uh, 17 minutes till three. Let's take a quick break. Final break for this hour, and then we'll come back and talk about that and talk about some other stuff as well. Need you to make a donation today for the Salvation Army. Just go to 1011FM, the answer. That's one word, 1011FMTheAnswer.com. I just went there again. They uh, fixed the site, and uh, you click on uh, the Red Shield Challenge and make your donation. You make a donation with ever credit card or debit card you want to use. And by the way, when you go to make your donation, it asks you, uh, do you want to pay the fees uh, of that as well? And let's say you're doing a $20 donation. If you say yes, then the Salvation Army doesn't have to pay 40 cents on your donation uh, to be able to use that uh, debit card. So your donation would be $20 and 40 cents. I know that because I made a donation myself. So that's just something to keep in mind. $20 is all I'm asking for. You can give more if you want. I'm not going to try to dissuade you. If you want to give $100, please do do so. But just go to 1011FMTheAnswer.com, click on the Red Shield Challenge, and then click on my name, and then make your donation and do that right now. All right, so we've got about nine minutes left here in this hour and uh, remember this name. I just sent out a uh, a text uh, to uh, a friend of mine to see if we can't get this lady on. But Sherry Murray, Sherry Murray will be a GOP challenger to uh, AOC and has called the incumbent a crisis in Queens. Sherry Murray is a New York businesswoman and an advertising executive who's been active in Republican politics in the Empire State, and she launched her campaign for the congressional seat held by uh, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez today. Quote, your representative in Washington chooses self-promotion over service, conflict over constituents, resistance over assistance. Queens and the Bronx need someone who will create jobs instead of turning them away, she says in a new campaign message. There is a crisis in Queens, and it's called AOC, Miss Murray uh, said on her uh, campaign. Instead of focusing on us, she's focusing on being famous, mainly rolling back progress and authoring the job-killing Green New Deal and killing the Amazon New York deal, said the candidate. And by the way, she's a legal immigrant. Uh, She's an American citizen now. Uh, She came from Jamaica 
as a youngster. Quote, AOC chooses self-promotion over service, conflict over her constituents, resistance over assistance. We need to build bridges, not burn them down. Ms. Murray is the fifth Republican now to arise to challenge Ms. Cortez for a seat in Congress, which she has only held for six months. Others that now have uh, also said that they want to run. So there's going to be a big Republican primary. Wonder if there's ever been a big Republican primary in Queens ever before. I'm just saying. I wonder if there's been four or five people wanting to run as a Republican against a Democrat in Queens. Uh, Former law enforcement officer John Cummings, journalist Ruth Papazian, business entrepreneur Antoine Tucker, and construction contractor Miguel Hernandez have also made plans to challenge AOC. New York uh, congressional primaries are going to be held Tuesday, June 23rd of next year. I uh, sent a a quick message to Seth May uh, at the RNC, who we work with and who is a Arkansan like all of us, and uh, have asked if it's possible to get uh, Sherry Murray on the show and talk to her a little bit about her campaign. And uh, I'll see if I can't do the same for some of the other people who are running uh, or are looking at running against Cortez in uh, uh, coming up next year. So I wonder if there's going to, what what do you think, Zach, just off the top of your head, do you think that there'll be any Democrats that will challenge Cortez for the Democrat to be the Democrat flag banner for that seat, or or are they too scared of her? I would say too scared. Too scared. I don't. I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if it happens. I just think that all of these former immigrants. There's three former immigrants here. They came here legally and have their U.S. citizenship now that are running against her. It's going to be a very interesting race to say uh, the least. That that that's there. All right, the squad has uh, been confirming some of the things that Trump said about them, uh, you know, talking about, you know, what they stand for and what is it what is it that they're trying to do, not for America, but to America. This is cut number two, something for here's Here's the squad talking. Listen what they stand for. Uh, this is a distraction. This is a person that uh, really wants to vilify, demonize not only immigrants, but even communities of color, uh, as many of my sisters here have been talking about. Uh, it is very much uh, uh, a distraction, getting us unfocused. It's interesting that you all use the word distraction, that he is, that he is trying, to, um, he's trying to distract away from real issues. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been said about the four of you that the four of you are a distraction, mm-hmm. that you're, you're playing right into the president's hands. What do you say to people, and you have your critics too, who say that you all are also a distraction? The insinuation of that question in itself is a distraction. I think he wants you to focus on that. Mm-hmm. And you should be asking, why is it that we are being criticized? Mm-hmm. What is it that we bring to this mm-hmm. body? I'll tell you what right? we bring. Exactly. We're an extension of a movement criticism. in our country that wants Medicare for all, right. that wants us to end mass incarceration, 
that wants us to push back against the attacks on communities of color. I mean, I think all of us uh, have incredibly strong residents in our district that have spoke volumes in electing people like us. And we are a disruption to the business as usual. It's been Washington. We were elected for that purpose. That each of us represent very different districts. Yes. And each of us bring our unique and authentic voice to this body. We govern in our own way. What we are are four women who have an alignment of values, shared policy priorities. There is no insurgency here. There's nothing conspiratorial. There is no insurgency. There is no insurgency and there's nothing Mm -hmm. conspiratorial. What we are are four lawmakers who happen to land in the same place on the same issue time and time again. Have you ever heard such bull? Man, seriously, they don't think that they're a distraction. They, everything that uh, the, the, the Democrats have been trying to do, they've attacked. AOC attacks Pelosi. AOC attacks Biden. AOC attacks. She attacks, she attacks, she attacks. If they don't agree with their particular far-left politics, and there's not a person who's listening to this show today that cannot call me and tell me these are far-left politics. I'm just telling you, it has nothing to do with their color. It has nothing to do with their gender. It has nothing to do from what district they come from. They all are drawn together because they believe in the same politics i don't know which one it was i couldn't i don't have video of the part but one of them said we're drawn together because of the politics and you know what the president is doing we talked about this yesterday the president is putting the light on them here you want the spotlight i'll give you the spotlight you go right ahead and tell America what it is that we need. You know, we need Medicare for all. Can't afford it. We all know that. It can't be afforded. And uh, you, you can go on and on. Uh, mass incarceration. Because we got so many people behind uh, 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 bars. Well, the president has already been addressing that. You know, what was it? what's it called? Second Chance? Is that what his program's called? Uh, that, that's already going on. He's already signed that. So that's being directed, and that was being that's being taken care of before they even came on the scene, before they were promoting this. The president has been talking about this when he was running uh, for office, of wanting to do this, and brought together a lot of different people to get it done from a lot of different political hemispheres. And what was the last thing that they they mentioned? It was something else that they mentioned, and. Um, and they say, we're, we're not out to, you know, you know, basically turn America upside down. Yeah, they are. That's exactly what they're trying to do. It is exactly. When you go down and you say that the detention centers on the southern border are synonymous with concentration camps, either you're trying to turn the United States upside down or you're just as dumb as a, as a bag of bricks. One or the other. Maybe both. We'll talk more when we come back. The Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Seven minutes after three. Don't forget, coming up at about 335, 
Uh, Congressman French Hill will be with us uh, live from Washington, D.C., and uh, we look forward to talking to him. We're going to talk to him about uh, the uh, reaction to Trump's tweet, Democrat resolution condemning, uh, condemning those tweets, the minimum wage legislation, where it's at in the House, and the Facebook uh, cryptocurrency that as as well. So anyway, um, Kellyanne uh, Conway had some things to say about the squad. I like them. Understand something about these four women who have effectively made themselves the poster children for the Democrat Party. I mean, they're, they're the ones that have attacked Pelosi because she's not, you know, not impeaching Trump and all the other stuff that they've done, uh, that they've made their anti-Semitic remarks uh, like Omar has and other things. And they have become uh, a, a very, uh, they, they've become the, the bright torch right now that everybody sees when they see uh, the Democratic Party, and it's going to hurt the Democrat Party, and a lot of them know that, and uh, they're, you know, they're not uh, they're not happy about it. Pelosi's definitely not happy about it, and uh, the other thing is is that they're they're starting to have people line up to run against them here uh, next year, you know, get through the primary Republican primary, and then be able to take on AOC or Omar or whoever it might be in, in their particular districts. Uh, I think there's two or three people that uh, at least one Democrat has uh, said that they want to run against uh, Omar there in Minnesota and a couple of Republicans. So uh, we'll be watching this. It's important because they haven't passed any kind of legislation. The only thing that they have been able to do, at least in AOC's thing, is, is to get up and bitch about a whole lot of stuff and say that all of this has got to change. Nothing has been offered that can get any kind of traction within their own party, get enough people to uh, to propagate it and push it forward to try to make it into legislation. They're, they're not interested in that. I, I agree with what Murray has said that wants to run against AOC. This is a, a woman that wants to self-promote herself constantly. She wants to be on the tip of the spear, not to lead the way to change things, but to be on television, to raise money. And I believe that's what she wants to do. Kellyanne Conway talked about that. Uh, here's cut four. She talks about it here on the show. The president is doing is we are tired, sick and tired of many people in this country. Forget these four. They represent... Uh, a dark underbelly in this country of people who are not respecting our troops, are not giving them the resources and the respect that they deserve. They voted against the military aid. They voted against uh, pay raises. They voted against the $700 billion, the $716 billion that this president has put forward. They scoff at things like the VA Choice Act, the, the Whistleblower and the Accountability Act. We're the ones helping veterans and military in this White House. We're tired of people uh, not kneeling for the flag out of disrespect. We're tired of some of these women palling around with terrorists. One of them is in pictures with somebody who uh, was responsible for the murder of three Israeli soldiers. Where is the press? Stop falling down on the job. Stop being so afraid of and adoring of four people who got here a few short months ago. There you go. Uh, Kellyanne Conway standing up and doing what she does and does best. Speaking truth. 
And she's right. You know, Omar hanging out with terrorists. Nobody wants to call her on it because, you know, there, there's a brand new flavor of ice cream that's out there that everybody wants. You know, the only flavor of ice cream that I really want, that I want to see come back again, is Bluebell's I Heart Chocolate. Man, that was good ice cream, wasn't it? Do you remember that, uh, Zach? I don't think I've ever had it before. Okay, well, they haven't brought it back since they had that uh, that outbreak of, uh, what was it, the germ that got into making their ice cream okay. and they had to take it off the shelf for a while mm-hmm. or whatever, and they've cleared that up. But I Heart Chocolate was chocolate ice cream with chocolate hearts that was filled with liquid chocolate. Dude. It was decadent. It was sinfully probably way over the top as far as uh, calories went. But it was so good. I, I can I use Mr. Food thing. So good. I mean, it was wonderful. And I've been I've been asking. I got a guy who goes to my church that works with Blue Bill. I said, where are they bringing that back? And he said, well, they're looking at it. And I'm like, tell them quit looking at it and get it out in the refrigerated section, I like to have it. It's not something that I can eat all the time, but it was it was it wisteria or listeria was what uh, the ice cream. Wisteria is a flower. Um, it's really a weed, but it's beautiful. It's that purple stuff that you see uh, the, the vines tangled up in trees and stuff, and it's hanging down, kind of like a piece of fruit or whatever. It looks gorgeous. I'm getting. Oh, I'm here. We go. I'm gonna chase rabbit for a second. Uh, I'm the, the wisteria now. They you can buy trees. You know, instead of it being a vine, it's a tree that hangs kind of like a weeping willow looking tree, and it's got those beautiful purple flowers. I'm gonna order uh, when we get towards the fall, where it's a little cooler and it's better time to be planting trees. I'm I'm buying two of them. I'm putting them at either end of the front of my house. And if, if I can get them to grow, they, they don't get any taller than four and a half, five foot. And uh, they would just be awesome in the front of the house. And in the back of the house, I'm going to paint uh, plant some crepe myrtles uh, that uh, across the backside of the, by the fence behind my uh, above ground pool uh, that are, uh, the color is called dynamite red. They are bright red blooms. And I'm going to put three of those back in back. Get some pop in the backyard. I'm gonna have. I'm having my my cookout in a few weeks, Zach. You'll be invited to it. All right, and you better show up. And I I understand that you're wooing a young woman too. Is that right? Are, are you like wooing a young woman? You were telling me you took her out to the movies the other night. You wanted to see something, but she wanted to see something else. But no, she want. Now I I'm going to give you my seal of approval on her. And I have not even met her, but she wanted to see John Wick 3. Dude, and that's that's picking the women right. I'm just telling you, that's picking the women right, that they want to go see John Wick 3. She didn't want to go see Dumbo. She didn't want to go see, uh, you know, uh, Aladdin. She wanted to see John Wick 3. What a great, <laughs> great movie. Or uh, your date to want to go see that's that's awesome. Got to give you. I'll give you give you two big points for for picking her. 
He's dying over there. You guys can't see him on uh, Facebook, but he's dying over there talking about this. Anyway, but I want you to bring her with you. Is that possible? No? You're not dating her anymore? My, my, the barbecue wouldn't be John Wickish enough for her? Is that, is that what you're telling? I wouldn't be sh- doing a bunch of headshots in my backyard? <laughs> There might be some people there doing a shot, but it won't be a headshot. I'll just tell you that right now. I'm just kidding about that as well. All right. It's the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. 3.15 on a Wednesday. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Congressman French Hill will join us from Washington, D.C. Nancy Pelosi, I want to play a piece by Nancy Pelosi that I want you to, to, to talk about it with me. Uh, this is cut number six. Check this out. Our later in that day was stunning to hear the words that were used, go home to some of our colleagues, the same words that were used to so many people in our country, whether because they weren't born here or because they didn't look like some others here, go home. As annoyed and as insulted as we all should be about the president saying that about our colleagues, you know, it's, uh, two quotes there, both of them false. <laughs> both of them were false. Unbelievable. Did anybody call a Pelosi out of it? Absolutely not. Nope, that ain't going to happen. Don't don't be don't be sitting around for the truth to pop out and bite bite us in the butt from the uh, mainstream media or from CNN or any of the rest of them. Uh, they're not going to talk about all of that. Bottom line is you know, this whole go home, go home. Eh, President has, because they were illegal or, how did she put it? She was dealt with color. He's not tell. He's not said anybody should go home because they're black or brown or yellow or white or any color. He's not said that. He's never made that that point. You know they they want to paint him so heavily as a racist. And that's because, see, the Democrats, since they play identity politics, it's very important for them to say that the president is a a racist and they're not. When, in fact, they're more racist than the president is. Because the president doesn't have a racist bone in his body, I don't believe. I mean, I, I agree with what he said as far as that goes. We have to be able to call you know, truth to power. I mean, the only way you can call truth to power is to say what the other side says. I mean, if you listen to, quote, the squad, and you hear what they're saying, uh, you know, it's all about the color of their skin or, or whatnot. And they can't even see that. They, they, they hit the truth because they're, like they're like a broken clock. You know, they hit the right time twice a day. Well, they hit truth once in a while. They're, there's no truth about them, but they, because they're, if they keep talking, the words form a truth. And part of that is we hang out together because of far-left politics, you know? Uh, and that's what the president is attacking. He attacks that. I attack that. A lot of people, Hannity, Rush, we all attack 
the politics of the left, of this whole socialism crap. That was the thing that used to irritate me so much about people who would say to me, well, you're racist because you don't like Obama. I didn't like Obama, didn't like him because he was black. I didn't like him because he was a socialist. I didn't like him because of the policies that he promoted. I didn't like him by how self-serving he was. Had nothing to do with his skin color. But if you were against him and you were a white person, that's exactly what they said it was. It was about his skin color. I guess then, you know, the politicians when I was back in Indiana that I voted for that were black, it must have been, I must have been racist. I Somehow they would have made that into a racist statement. I'm just telling you, Zach, they would have made it into a racist uh, statement. Oh, what can I tell you? It's a 20 minutes after three. A break, then we got one more segment to do, and then we'll take a break for the news, and then we'll get back, and we've got... Uh, uh, Congressman Hill joining us from Washington, D.C. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Good uh, news for the president. Republican support for the president has been uh, rising after the racially charged tweets that he gave. Uh, support for U.S. President Donald Trump increased slightly among Republicans after he lashed out on Twitter over the weekend. And they're saying in a racially charged attack. It wasn't a racially charged attack. It was a, a, an attack dealing with four socialist, nearly if not communist, members of Congress. That's what he was attacking. No different than the attacks that they want to say came from the right during the 70s when uh, people were saying America love it or leave it. It's basically what the president was saying. The national survey conducted Monday and Tuesday after, uh, you know, Trump told the lawmakers that they should go back and help fix the totally broken and crime infested places from which they came showed his uh, net approval among members of his Republican party rose by 5%. Let's try to real hard to bring some, some uh, truth to this. He was not saying because you're a woman and you're black or you're brown, all right, you should leave this country. That is not what he said. He was pointing out that if you look at the things that they uh, espouse, it is not the things that most Americans espouse. It's not what the general American believes. I don't believe that the general American believes we should have free college or that we should pay for the uh, uh, college of uh, people who, who went off. Did you see the, the story today in the Demgas about Henderson? You know, they're trying to get, looks like the, the, the people who are working there, the teachers, the professors don't like him. They're saying he's not transparent. And, uh, they had to take out a $6 million loan of some kind. It was a no-interest no, no loan. And when push came to shove and information came out from the president about why the university is struggling, it's because students haven't paid back their loans. 
They took the money. They went to school. They haven't paid back their loans. I don't want – it's ridiculous to think that we as taxpayers uh, should be paying for their schooling. That's crazy. I'll tell you. You want me to tell you what's going to happen? I knew guys and gals that went to school that their parents were paying their way through school. You want to know what they spent most of their time doing? Partying. Because they didn't have any skin in the game. Every summer I went out and worked in the steel mill and uh, busted my hiney, worked on, uh, you know, uh, doubles and triples so that I could make enough money to go to school, live off campus is what I wanted to do, and I did, and uh, buy my food and all some of the other things that I had to do to be able to go to school. And it was my money that I was I was using. And when you use your money, not the money that you get from somebody who's a taxpayer or a parent or whatever, uh, the majority of people who who did that, and not saying all of them, but the majority did not work as hard as people that were, you know, working not only during the uh, the summers to make their money, but were also working on campus. You know, they were RAs or they were, uh, you know, uh, part of the deal of having to go and pick up all the dirty sheets at a, at a, at a dormitory and, and take it down to get them all washed and whatnot and then brought back and put up correctly uh, for when we had sheet exchange uh, during the week. Had that on Tuesdays and Fridays, okay? So you, you, get, uh, you get clean sheets, clean pillowcases, and all of that. There were students who did that. And and they they were working when other kids were able to go out and go to the movies or go screw around or whatever. Just the way that uh, they did. All right, before we get to the break, Applied Research Center of Arkansas wants you to know they've got all kinds of current studies going on. They'd be interested for you to check into them. Easiest way to do this, go to their website, arcarkansas.com, arcarkansas.com. Uh, they got studies on low testosterone, kidney stones, uh, pediatric uh, irritable bowel syndrome, constipation. Uh, they got GERD. They've got endometriosis. They've got bunions, baby formula. Yeah, all of those you can get involved in uh, if you can meet the requirements. 501-954-7822 is their number to call or go online. That's where I suggest you go, arcarkansas.com. Don't forget, they're a full-surface walk-in clinic as well. And they're doing school physicals. All right, back with you. And as I told you, we'd be joined by Congressman French Hill for this half hour. And we have been so. He is with us on the phone. Congressman, thanks for joining us here on the Dave Ellswick Show today. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing great. Glad to be with you. Yeah, well, I'm glad to have you here. Let's, uh, I want to talk off, uh, uh, about the number two issue that we had had spoken, I spoke with Steve about first, and that is the min- minimum wage legislation uh, in the House of, of uh, Representatives. Bring us up to date with this. I mean, they're trying to pass a national law, from what I understand. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Pelosi is proposing to bring to the House floor a $15 minimum wage and also eliminate uh, tipped wages over time. And you know, I've always had trouble with the idea of federal mandate minimum wages. Um, 
I, did, I personally, as a citizen, did not vote for that in the state of Arkansas. I think all labor markets, however, are local, and therefore, if one is going to debate and propose and think about a minimum wage, then uh, doing it locally makes a lot more sense because you understand your cost of living, your your local issues, and that's, in fact, what we've done in the state of Arkansas. But here she attempts to impose this across the nation, and the Congressional Budget Office says up to 3.7 million jobs could be lost. And even more shockingly, $9 billion of family income, that's net of anybody who gets a pay raise, net uh, negative reduction in family incomes. Uh, Just more anti-business, anti-freedom legislation from Speaker Pelosi. Yeah, I mean, the only people who buy into this are the people who don't do their homework to to look at what it does. Yeah, I mean, we want people earning more wages. I mean, I've been an employer much of my business career, and we had people employed uh, all over the place. And uh, after a very short period of time, people were not typically left at minimum wage unless they were just working part-time while they were in school, like over a Christmas holiday or something. The wages are up right now, over 3% real wage increases. We've had this terrific increase in jobs. So you see the economy working. And when you jack up uh, this wage to $15, you'll see what happened out in Seattle, Washington, Dave. They have fewer jobs, higher prices, and less entry work employment. And that's what you see happen. You know, it, it always amazes me that someone can can and you know, no nothing against you, Congressman, but sit up in Washington D.C. and think that they can micromanage a business here in Arkansas. Well, we do it every day up here in the swamp bureaucracy, and any time we try to micromanage something from Washington with a one-size-fits-all solution, whether you're talking about health care or health and safety, you get into these kinds of issues when it talks about uh, the economy. I had a, met a guy in Seattle, Washington, who owned a Burger King there. I asked him what his pre-tax profit margin was after he paid his franchise fee. He said 5%. So, in other words, he made 5%. Uh, on revenue before he had to pay his state, federal, and local taxes. When they went and jacked the minimum wage up in Seattle to $15, it was a $5 difference. And he said one point increase was, a dollar increase was one point off his pre-tax margin. So if he didn't raise prices, right, Right. or didn't reduce employment, he'd be at zero profits by the time they phased in the $15 minimum wage there. Amazing. I mean, and people And can... so he's automated. He raised hamburger prices. That hurts people who are working people. Mm-hmm. And he lowered entry level in employment by raising wages for his best, best employees and cutting any entry level employment and automating with more ATM type machines for ordering in his stores. Yeah. I'm... Why can't people see that if you're an, I guess they believed uh, that the whole argument 
that the left means all makes all the time that anybody that owns any business is just raking in the dough. They're filthy rich or something. Well, the minimum wage, uh, you know, hurts entry level workers and workers with uh, low education, like that don't have a high school diploma. That's who bears the brunt of losing their job, losing their work. When you raise the minimum wage like this, uh, you remove flexibility from tipped workers who can make many, many times the minimum wage by virtue of their tips that they earn. And you know what I, I heard in the campaign last fall? I was door knocking in Colony West, and a wonderful woman came to the door. She told me she ran a nonprofit that um, provided services for uh, in the education arena for Medicaid recipients. And she goes, I'm completely against this sharp increase in the minimum wage in Arkansas. I said, why? She goes, because as a nonprofit, I don't have any ability to increase my budget. I don't sell a product. And I get a fixed amount of money from Medicaid every year, no matter how many people that I have working for me to serve the neediest people in Arkansas. And so she says, I serve fewer people. I serve fewer people because I can't increase wages beyond that fixed amount of money I've given me. So whether you're in, working in charity or nonprofits or trying to start a small business, this hurts that process. Yeah, it, it hurts a lot of people, and it's exactly right. It's going to hurt the very people they're saying they're going to help. No, they're not. They're, they're going to take people that, uh, you know, have got a job. Maybe it's a second job to help them you know, try to put together enough money to have a really nice down payment for a home or something like that. And they're going to lose their job because the the person who runs the business can't have two part-time workers, only one. This well, way we it works. have real, I mean, I just tell people, I know there are people who support this, but I tell people, look at the real facts and look, take a look at Seattle, Washington, where, uh, we had there was a bump in pay, obviously, because they moved the minimum wage up, but a nine percent reduction in hours worked, and therefore there was a net loss per month for all the workers. Yeah. In addition to higher hamburger prices, and after they they put it in place, the University of Washington said there are five thousand fewer entry level jobs in booming Seattle than there would be if they hadn't raised it. So, those are the facts. All right, Congressman uh, French Hill is our guest for this half hour, as he is typically on every Wednesday broadcast of the Dave Ellswick Show at about 3.30, depending on votes that are being taken and depending on, you know, where I happen to be on a certain day. But he's with us today. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the Facebook uh, cryptocurrency and why is that something that you should be paying attention to, plus We'll talk about President Trump, those tweets, and how the Democrats had their resolution condemning those tweets. We'll talk about all of that as we continue on the Dave Ellswick Show. Congressman, take a little bit of a break. We'll be right back with you. Don't forget about Dwayne Smith's insurance agency out in Sherwood. They want to sit down with you, go over your insurance policies that you have right now for your home, for your life, for your motorcycle, and everything else that you have. Uh, insured and show you that they can save you money and get you better coverage. All you have to do is call them 501-819-0373, 501-819-0373. 
talk to one of the professionals that answer the phone, set up an appointment to go in with your insurance policies and uh, take a look at what Allstate can do for you. That's at the Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency. The phone number to call, 501-819-0373. You'll make an appointment and then sit down with them at 3920 East Keel Avenue in Sherwood. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, we've just got a few minutes left with the uh, the congressman. Tell us about this cryptocurrency that you learned about today, congressman. Well, it's been an interesting two days on Capitol Hill. Yesterday in the Senate, today in the House, we've had Facebook back on Capitol Hill. Always exciting. Pop the popcorn and get ready for the questions. <laughs> and uh, this time it was uh, uh, David Marcus, who is the CEO of their new proposed cryptocurrency called Calibra, with the actual currency called Libra. And it will be a payment system uh, with about a hundred other ultimately brand names and technology that will be offered uh, as a benefit to Facebook uh, participants. So what do we we learn from this? I mean, is this something that the average American should, you know, be worried about? No, I don't think so. I think here's the thing we learned. Number one, Facebook is not going to offer this new product without full regulatory approval in the United States and elsewhere in the world, like particularly in Europe. That's number one. Number two, this is a payment alternative like PayPal or Visa Debit or Venmo, where you can do peer-to-peer transfers digitally from your Facebook account. Uh, or you could do you could buy something on it, for example, uh, in a, a digital format like buying something on Amazon, or you could transfer money to a business that you're working on in another, another country. Their view is it should be cheaper. It should be less than Western Union. It should be less than doing a bank wire transfer. It should be uh, less than... Uh, converting dollars into a foreign currency and then buying something, you know, on your on a trip in a, in another country. So these are the things they're talking about, uh, and we found it very interesting. But I think it's very premature. I don't think people should be concerned about it. But look, Facebook's reputation with users and on Capitol Hill is. <laughs> Very, very bad, including they just got fined $5 billion uh, last week. Yeah, really. All right. I just saw a, a statement that you have to uh, to run. You got things to do. We'll let you go. We appreciate your time. We look forward to talking to you again next week. Great to hear from you, Dave. All the best. Thank you very much, Congressman uh, French Hill. He had to be out of here by 3.50. I got that uh, uh, hit. And I, I, of course, will always uh, bend my time to his time because his time is a lot more uh, important than mine is as far as that. So, uh, you know, coming up on Saturday, 50th anniversary of the moon landing, walking around and doing all that. And uh, interesting article today from The Atlantic. Now, The Atlantic is about leans about as left as. The Tower of Pisa, all right? I mean, they lean far left. 
And it says NASA wants to put people back on the lunar surface back in 2024, but it doesn't have the budget. 50th anniversary of the moon landing, almost here, and NASA has gone all out for the occasion. The agency has been celebrating the memory of Apollo 11 for months, published a steady stream of archival photos and footage of the astronauts suiting up, blasting off, posing on the lunar surface with the American flag, pop of color against an expanse of gray, refurbished the room at the Johnson Space Center with mission control, monitored the journey so that now it looks the way it did back in 1969, down to even the coffee cups, clipboards, and packs of cigarettes. Uh, NASA headquarters even asked every communications officer at the agency to be mindful of posting evergreen materials during the next few weeks that could get better attention once we're past that spotlight event. Uh, It's been moon time all the time, but behind the celebration, the atmosphere has been less harmonious. As NASA commemorated one mission to the moon, the future of the next one seemed precarious. The Trump administration wants to return Americans to the moon, a place they haven't been since 1972 in, uh, in five years during President Donald Trump's second term, if he's reelected. Right now, the agency doesn't have the money to make it happen. In May, the White House asked Congress for an extra $1.6 billion for NASA's next budget to start funding this effort, which would cost $20 billion to $30 billion. And unlike the Apollo program, rely heavily on technology bought from private companies. Good thing. Uh, astronauts would land near the South Pole this time, where they could theoretically make use of water frozen in the surface. And the crew would include, for the first time, a woman. A mission to Mars, the focal point of the Obama administration, will come later. Well, we've got to understand, it's always been known that if we were going to go to Mars, we would have to use the moon as the jumping off. So we got to go to the moon. We got to get a uh, you know a, a situation where we have uh, a you know we build a a permanent place that we can we can uh, take off from. Astronauts show they can safely live and work on the moon. Then you can start lo- talking about safely working and living on Mars. As Congress figures out funding for the next year, NASA officials have been spent spending the past several months talking up the new mission named. Artemis, after Apollo's sister in Greek mythology, as with the Apollo anniversary coverage, everyone seemed to be on message until, that is, the person who ordered the mission strayed. Quote, for all of the money we are spending, NASA should not be talking about going to the moon. We did that 50 years ago. Trump tweeted in June they should be focused on the much bigger things we are doing, including Mars, of which the moon is a part. That tweet stunned the NASA community. Trump has been in armor to the Mars mission idea since he took office, once asked the NASA official whether the agency could put people on the red planet by the end of his first term. But that conversation unfolded in private, and we uh, only know, you know what's been done by books that have been published. In contrast, there's no denying the blustery Mars tweet nor the blatant contradictions in its message. Here's the key. Vice President Pence was sent down by Trump last week or the week after. Can't remember which was it last Thursday or Thursday before, but Pence was sent down to Florida. 
and then over to Houston. And he met with the upper echelon of NASA, told them the administration was irritated with their slow move on getting back to the moon, not getting to Mars, getting back to the moon. Look, you got to get back to the moon before you can ever launch off to go to Mars. And the Trump administration understands that. In fact, they moved two high executives in NASA down. I think they had one retire, moved another one down to a lower position, moved two lower position people up to higher positions because they had been instrumental in the, uh, the, the space shuttle program, uh, getting it done. And that is what, and has always said that he is interested in, he is a businessman at heart, and he wants to get things done. They sent the vice president to send that message, you know, and make sure that they have it. We, I haven't, I haven't seen anything else now about that. And, uh, you know, they're talking about Mars is going to be the generational achievement that will inspire all of America, said Bridenstine. And, uh, and then Trump agreed with that. In his tweet, Trump seemed to acknowledge that the moon matters when it comes to making it to Mars, of which the moon is a part. But Mars, it seems, is a better sell. Then last week, another shocking uh, moment, uh, Bridenstine announced he was demoting NASA's head of human exploration, William uh, Gerstermeyer, who had worked at NASA since 77, guiding the agency through spaceflight triumphs and tragedies and shifting gears every time a new president comes along with different ideas for the nation's space priorities. The morning of the announcement, Gerstenstein or Meyer was on Capitol Hill testifying before members of Congress. Although the decision came from Bernstein, Gerstenmeyer appears to be a victim of the White House's impatience with NASA's progress on the moon mission. The development of the rocket that is supposed to launch the Artemis astronauts, like most major exploration efforts in NASA history, is over budget and years behind schedule. Vice President Pence, who gives the big space policy speeches on behalf of Trump, is livid. That's according to the Washington Post. If NASA is not currently capable of landing American astronauts on the moon in five years, Pence said earlier, we need to change the organization and not the mission. Agreed. Do you not agree with it? I agree with that wholeheartedly. Why is it we could do it back in the day, but we can't do it now? We've been there already. We've done this. Did you learn nothing from the times that we went earlier? 60, oh, what about 67 through 72? We learned nothing. Zip, zero, nada. The new, the Artemis uh, rocket is going to be a little bit bigger than the Saturn V, but they're basing what they're building on the Saturn V, which took us to the moon in the first place. They got us out into outer space and well on their way. The Orion capsule looks exactly like the Apollo capsule, except that it's larger because it's going to hold six people and not three people. And we've got a ton more computer power than we had back in the day. Some things that just don't add up, and it sounds like governmental inadequacy to me and inefficiencies. And I hope that the vice president can get that ironed out. We'll just have to find out as uh, we keep watching this. Shouldn't be over-budgeted. 
and whatever. Although when it comes to the government, over budget typically is the way things always work. Dave Ellswick show a break. We'll be back with more after the news. All right, let's move into the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, Duck is here today. He'll be talking about uh, cars with me. Uh, Joe has family business that he has to take uh, care of and will not be back until next Wednesday, but we'll see him then. So, Yeah, we'll, I'll see you Saturday yeah. morning, too. Oh, you're coming in Saturday? Yeah. Uh, uh, I know you couldn't make it last week because you were up working on the house up there. Yeah, I had a small water leak. Roof fell in. Oh, geez. Tree kind of went through it and messed it all up but i got it all straightened out and so you gonna bring russell in with you uh no uh talking about this coming saturday yeah no i'm coming in with gary henry oh uh, okay can had he's got something to do and call me want to know could i do it saturday and i told him yeah no problem uh, yeah. you know but kenneth fills in all the time so yeah. i'm glad you could fill in for him yeah you know we we kind of swap off some you know which I can usually can fill in about any time unless, you know, something like this past weekend okay. come up and, you know, I had to go do that. But, you know, it, it's okay. Uh, so did you have to put a new roof on the place? No, we just patched a hole. And then I had a had a small leak and uh, I couldn't find the leak. I got the garden hose got up on top of the house and turned the sprinkler on and just let it sit there and run on it. And I finally yeah. found three boats, three, it's a metal roof and three yeah. screws leaking around them so i finally got them stopped and so it was just tightened into the bolts i put new ones in it just no. took them out they've been in it for 20 years now so and you're supposed so to change they did them. what they were supposed to do yeah you're supposed to change them out the rubbers get old after about 25 years and they tell yeah. you to pull them out and put new ones in so we did that then i took some tar and i tarred them all and i got some stuff called uh, rubberized coating yeah that i'm gonna paint the whole roof with it once was going to it sunday morning but they say you need at least 24 hours before you put stuff on okay to dry so we're gonna go back up in a couple of weeks and coat the roof good and let it dry you know when find a sunny day where it's gonna be sunny for a couple of days i'll and tell you what this sunday is definitely gonna be sunny it's gonna be like man it it's gonna is. Be, feel like it's 110 degrees outside can you imagine being up on a roof on a day I, like that saturday i was up on the roof saturday Russell and, and two or three of them, they went, wanted to go canoeing early. So y'all go on. I'll get it tore out, get the roof ceiling tore out, and the yeah. wall tore off. Because it run down the wall, messed the wall all up. Ain't that so, just like your kid? You go up, you want to fix the roof. He wants to go canoeing. I told him to. I said, y'all go on. I'll I'll get this tore out, and then we'll work on it when y'all get back. And He's going to hear about that. But uh, we got it all <laughs> took care of, and I hadn't put nothing back inside. I told him I ain't put nothing back till I make 100% sure that it ain't going to leak. Yeah, well. You don't want to do a bunch of work, and then it doesn't work. Yep. So uh, there's nothing to make you matter. And we spend your time doing something that doesn't do what it's supposed to well, do. Well, we're going to come home Sunday Sunday night or Sunday afternoon late, and then I told her, I said, let's just spend the night. We'll get up early Monday morning and go home. And it's a good thing because I had two more two more boats leaking. Ah. So I I got them repaired and then made sure it didn't leak no more when we come on home. What's up at Hardy? We had three and three-quarters inches of rain. When I left Monday morning. Holy cow. That's how much was in the rain gauge. It started Sunday afternoon about one thirty, two o'clock it started raining and then about two o'clock in the morning it rained hard. Thunder and lightning, the wind blowed and it all went north. Yes. I know we it all south that stuff and north missed of us. us. Yeah. We didn't get anything in Cabot. Yeah. 
But I was looking at the color radar and where you were at, mm-hmm. north of uh, basically Searcy and north of Batesville and mm-hmm. all that area, north of Evening Shade and Ash Ash Flats. About 2 o'clock it was thundering and lightning and the wind was whistling, but, but it didn't last but about 45 minutes and it moved on out. So, you know, it's okay. Yeah, but when you got when it's coming down like a fire hose, yeah. If yeah. there's if there's a if there's a leak to be had, it's going to find its, its going, way in. It's going to rear its little ugly head. And it did. It did. But you know we got it all. Then not we go back up here hunting. We'll put the wall back up and the ceiling back up. But I tell them right now I'm leaving it like it is until we. I make a hundred percent sure because I won't tear it back out. No. No. That you know it, it'll take me. I had to put it all back up and paint it and clean it and. But uh, I left the fan on on the on the boards on the two before so they can get dried out because they was wet. You know it it been leaking for a little while so, but we got it all took care of. Okay, well that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, uh, how far to the north of Harding, Hardy are you guys? I'm between Ash Flat and Hardy. Oh, okay. So you're between. Okay, I'm at the, I know where you're a at. little town called Hi- Highland. Okay, I know where Highland is. Uh, I'm off, right off FM 101 Road, which that's the radio station road. Yeah, Highland's got, they got a high school there, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, yep, I've seen the it. Rebels. Seen it. Yeah. Seen yeah, the it. Highland Rebels. I look at that place and I always think of my home because I went to Highland High School. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> except we were the Trojans. We were not, uh, we, we weren't, what's it, you'd say the Rebels? The Rebels, yeah. You're letting them keep that name? Right now they are. <laughs> just saying. It, it may change next yeah, week. I'm Who knows? Saying. Yeah, can't be Rebels. I'm surprised they haven't made my old high school change their name from Trojans. I'm just saying, you know, it's a mythology thing. All right. It's, it's an army of the, you know, that, that existed, but it also has another name, which we used to make fun of all the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I don't understand that, but you know, what can I say? Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. Yep. (laughs) So Dave, I was coming up here this afternoon and, I passed five different different vehicles with blowout tires. Five, that's amazing. Five, that's a lot. And these are cars and pickups. These not eighteen wheel. These cars, and every one of them had the tread slung off the tires. And you know, and, and people don't realize when it gets a hundred degrees outside, and you're riding down the interstate, that tire is probably running somewhere around one hundred and forty to one hundred fifty temperature. Well, just look at your gauge. All right, most of us got gauges that we mm-hmm. can look. I'll start off from home, and uh, my my tires should be anywhere between thirty three and thirty five pounds, pounds yep. where they're supposed to be. By the time I get to work, they're like forty one. Yep, they're expanding, and then that, you let them expanding. Then you let them cool off yeah. while you're here. Do the same thing. You get back in it. It's but if you're traveling, you don't get to let them. No. That's a lot of extra pressure, and 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 it's a lot of heat right now because you know. I've been outside today, you know, with my guy clearing my land, and it's miserable out there. I mean, <laughs> and then you you sit there in that asphalt, you know, that sun doesn't shine on it all day. It is miserable warm, and, you know, and and that's what, you know, I try to explain to people. Keep them aired up. That's the main thing right now. Yeah. Because if they're a little bit low, they run that much hotter. You know, if, you, if, if it says 35 pounds, put 35 pounds in them. Yeah, know. I stopped uh... – when was it that we had the kind of little bit of a cold snap? Was that Friday, Thursday or Friday? I yeah, can't and which the temperature, day. the high temperature was like seventy. That's Thursday. That was Thursday. Thursday. My tires went down. Oh yeah, they went down. 
I stopped and filled them up because of just what you just talked about. Yeah. You know, when in, in if you're going on vacation, just pull in somewhere and let somebody give you a good looking over and just check your belts and your hoses. And and, then, and a lot of people right now, Dave, if you know is going on vacation, because, uh, you know, it's July and a lot of people, you know, they're just now getting around where they can go. and But it's, uh, you need to do some looking if you're out. Well, that's why you should start up a really good relationship with a technician or Someone, technicians from a bumper bumper certified service center exactly you know speaking of that dave i got a guy out of fedwell this morning come through he's got a car he had worked on up in fedwell at a bumper to bumper shop mm-hmm. and he said hey i've got a fuel leak and you can smell gasoline when he pulled up i mean you can smell it bad he said i just had all this repaired up in fedwell i remember what shop but he said and i've got this piece of paper where it says two year twenty four thousand yeah. mile warranty I told the guy, I said, no problem. I bumper said, to bumper lives by that so, warranty, too. Yes. And so I told Russell, I said, here's the 800 number. Call the people and explain to them what you got. They'll tell you how to go about doing it. So when I left coming up here, he was talking to them to get it, you know, get it took care of. Yeah. And that's not, that guy's not going to pay a penny. Nope. No, they'll they'll pay me in full, providing that it is, you know, their fault. And you don't know until I get the intake cover off up to look at it and see what's going on. So. But I tell Russell, before you do anything, call them and tell them what's going on so they'll know where when you do find a problem, they'll take care of it. All right. And that's that's our little remark for bumper-to-bumper bumper right now because they do back up that warranty. Uh, it's 24,000 miles, two years, or if you use their credit card, it's three years 36, and 36,000 yes, miles. Sir. So it's a good thing to have, and you go to any bumper-to-bumper, bumper and, and if you call in, and there's not a bumper to bumper around you. They'll find somebody who can do They'll the work the way you. they want yes, it done. They will. And if you get worked on here and you get down in with us, say Panama City, Florida, you have trouble. There's people there that they can call and get you took care of. You knew that because you know I'm going there again in I know. September. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's my vacation. I'm, we're spot. going trout fishing, me and her, next week. Couple of days. Oh, are you? Yeah, we're gonna leave Sunday in the motorhome, stay gone to Thursday, and we're gonna go trout fishing. Was going on vacation, but. You going just up north to the Spring River? You back up to the White to the Buffalo. I mean, to the Bull Shoals Dam. Oh, okay. Their White River Campground. Okay. We was going to go somewhere, but we bought a house to downsize in, and I've got it <laughs> tore all to pieces. He's got to fix it. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm I, laughing because you're downsized, and here you are. You got to rebuild another house to move into. But I ain't moving in this one, Dave, till it gets completely finished. Smart including the yard the yard landscape like she wants it when everything gets done then i'm going to move all right by the way speaking of yards i want to i'm put i get something i need i turn my lawnmower into a place up in in cabot i've used this place forever now i don't know if it's new ownership or what because i thought i heard that the guy uh had uh, retired and they used to be what's the what what's the the brand that has the green tractors? Uh, John Deere. John Deere, yeah. It's a John Deere place. Mm-hmm. I don't think they are any longer. I think they weren't selling enough, and they just went kind of on their own. They've had my riding mower now since June twenty fifth, and all that needed to be done was the blade needed to be changed and one spring needed to be added. We called yesterday, and they said they just pulled it in the shop goodness now 
with that said, you can probably imagine mm-hmm. what my front yard's looking like. So yep. I, I need to, if, if you're listening and you do lawn work, you cut lawns, I'm looking for somebody to cut my lawn and edge it this time. And you might be able to get yourself a full-time gig doing it often if you, you do a really, really good job and it doesn't cost me an arm and a leg. Uh, just call here, 823-0965, and, and leave Zach your phone number. I got a guy that mows my shop yard. Okay. He comes every other week and mows it and weed eats and picks the trash up and, you know, just does the yard and gives it good cleaning. And uh, this house we bought, the yard hadn't been mowed in about three weeks. And uh, he come by and he said, hey, I'm going to mow the shop yard tomorrow. And I said, wait a minute, get in the truck. <laughs> he said, where are we going? I said, get in the truck. I got another place to show you, too. I, said, I took him over there and I said, how much to mow that one? I said, tell me and I'll leave you, my wife will leave you a check in the mailbox. And yeah. He said, all right. I handle it, and we went over that night to to, leave, to pay him, and he was there, luckily, and she wrote him a check and paid him, and uh, he charged me $40 to mow it and weed it, which now, Dave, the yard ain't much bigger than this desk we're no, sitting Oh, okay. There. All right. It's it's a small yard. Okay, so I can, I can let you know that the front yard of my house is three-quarters of an acre. I had a pl- – I put it in, put it up for bid. Somebody called me, and they said – is I'm looking on uh, Google Earth right now, looking at your house, you know, and that is that an acre that you live on? I go, yes, ma'am. She goes, well, we we just do push mowers, so you're too big for us. And I said, okay. So it's three quarters acre in the front, a little bit. It's a little bit in the back because I got an above ground pool, takes up a bunch of room in the back, and a little bit on the side. So if you're interested, call Zach right now at eight two three zero nine six five and give him your name and your phone number. And I'd like to get it done tomorrow. And speaking of lawnmowers, Dave, yes, bumper to bumper sells any kind of lawnmower parts you need. Really? Any? They sell blades. See, I didn't know that. They sell carburetor kits. They, you know, oil filter batteries. Anything you need for riding mower, they have. You know what's hard to get a hold of now? Go out and buy something that you say that I should use all the time. I'm finding sea foam around in my area sells out like clockwork. Yeah. Anyway, did you know that I'm, just, I'm trying to snap my fingers? There, there you go. go. My hands are cold. Do you know that the the snap is not caused between your two fingers? It's caused when it hits the palm, the palm of your hand. Yeah. Did when, you know that? When it hit, yep. When it hits your palm. I did not know that. I have been. Here's the key. I've been. I've been trying to watch that. You know, <laughs> I want write to me. Something wrong with that. I'm going to start taking video off my phone and put it in slow motion so I can see it happen. Anyway, that's right. You snap your fingers, not your finger snapping. It's your finger, hit not you, your thumb. Your, your finger your, hits the palm of your hits hand. It's the palm of your hand. I did not know that. All right, a break. We got more coming your way. Duck is here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so let's go back and talk tires a little bit more. Yeah. All right. We've had a lot of rain here last couple of days yep uh, a friend that i know was out driving he was on mccain he took him took a, a turn and lost control of his car put it on the side turn it over on the side yep Yikes. he went down went on the side uh basically uh, lost the side view mirror crunched up the side messed up the rear bumper Car still runs. That's the main yeah. thing. Car still runs. He didn't get hurt. 
But I can bet you, I haven't looked at his tires, but I know how They're long slick. he drives them. They're slick. I bet you he has no tread on them. Most likely. he's If he does have some, he'll have like one thirty seconds or two thirty seconds. And and if it's raining, that's not enough to run the water off from underneath the tar so it don't hydroplane. Right. Uh, as you know, Dave, and, and I know ball tars will get you in trouble in a heartbeat on, on a – most especially, you know, like it had been, what, three or four weeks since it had really rained. Yeah, so you had a lot of dirt and oil. The and oil comes up out of that asphalt, there. you know, from, from the hot, you know, the hot sun baking it. And it just lost it, you know. And, and, and like you say, if you probably go check it, he's probably got one or two thirty seconds on all his tires. And that's what caused him to to lose it. And, you know, people just don't understand. Well, You'll understand if it happens to you. Yeah, when it lays over on the slide on the side and slides down the interstate, and you're riding it and you're not driving it, and you and all you're doing <laughs> is a steering wheel holder. Yeah, it'll scare you. It will take your breath away really fast. It happened sure to me will. a couple of years ago. I was. I understand just like everybody else understands. Buying tires is not the cheapest thing in the world anymore. It's expensive, yes, sir. $800 for yes, four sir. on my on my uh, SUV. Well, I I had to, I, I needed to go, mm, I knew I needed tires, and I needed, there's two things that I needed to buy, so I chose one over the uh, tires, yep. and uh, didn't, and I almost totally lost it just on 67. It was during the time that they were working on it, and my rear end just got out from underneath of me and Side barely touched. Remember, they had that, mm-hmm. that those cords up there. Took out the rear uh, light. Light. Yep. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah, and and, and, and it can bad. do it so fast. Okay, let's talk about when we come back. Okay, we gotta get to the news. News is up next here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Uh, Duck is here in the uh, studio. Duck's Garage is over in Benton. If you ever need him, he's willing to be your car technician or one of his professionals there. Might be his son. Yep. Son does a great job. He's, he's learned a lot, hasn't he? Yes, sir, he has. He's doing yes, good. Yes, he has. He, he does a wonderful job. I cannot complain. I like him. He's a nice, he's a nice guy. Do you have another son that works there? Mm-hmm. He's My younger, one, though. Yeah, he's younger. He's... How old is he? Twenty-five. Oh, okay. I th- Russell's. He looks forty. I'm going to be honest. Your youngest son mm-hmm. looks eighteen. Yep. He, think, he's got Dick Clark disease. Russell's either thirty-nine or forty. Yeah. Can't he was born in seventy-nine. So okay. I have to make him thirty-nine. Thirty-nine so years old. He'll be forty in September. You know what that makes you? Don't you? Old. I, I'm still young. <laughs> Dave, I'm just 29. Yeah, yeah. I've celebrated it a few times, but I'm just yeah. 29. You impregnated your wife in veto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can I tell you? All right, so let's go back to talk about tires for just yeah. a moment here. There is a rule of thumb that used to be, and I think it carried some some truth to it back today. in the day. And, today. and that is if you let some of the air out in your tires, you got better tread, better better connection to the road well dave it kind of depends okay if you're in the snow yeah when you let the tar down it spreads out gives you more traction okay mud 
you let the air down it spreads out but if you're running up and down the interstate no that's not a good idea all right now but it like i say if you run on the interstate and it's covered in snow and ice you can get out and let it down to about 15 18 pounds because you're not going to go fast enough to hurt <laughs> you should maybe, be at least maybe <laughs> maybe you or i are not driving so that, that i that's didn't possible. say me I said, <laughs> well, you know i drive the speed limit dave yeah my speed limit but you know but you know if if you got a vehicle the weather in the summertime is murder yeah i mean it is murder on rubber you know hot is is harder on a car than real i mean our cold especially yeah if you get up way north yeah cold can be just as tough as heat can you get up north and oil and oil gets so thick that it won't you know you have to hit the key and it goes it goes (laughs) yeah and it's because the the oil is so thick that it just can't can't spin it well you know around here you have to worry more about in the summertime making sure you got the right oil in your vehicle because you know you're running down the road and your your water temperature running 205 208 degrees so that makes your oil temperature running somewhere around 230 240 so you got to buy you got to make sure you got the right you know the right weight and we all you know me and joe use Haviland. i you know we have everything for the last five or six years now probably it's good oil we've always had good service out of it yeah uh buy a good filter and put a good filter on it we use wix filters and we buy them through bumper to bumper what your car tells you if it says 5w20 put 5w20 in it and if it tells you 20 percent life left believe it and go in and get don't yes. wait until it says zero get Come, in there early speaking of that dave mine trip i was almost to 4 30 and i seen the light trip on and i punched it and it said i'm down to 22 percent time to change yep i'll get it changed tomorrow the next day at the shop uh, i usually go at 30 percent you well mine's set on 22 percent for mindset to come on oh okay so and i and i set that myself you know i went in the computer and changed it because that's where i wanted to set it at so that gives me you know a little bit of time to get it changed let's explain why that's important because <clears throat> it's not about the viscosity or the slickness of the oil all right it's about all there's a ton of chemicals in oil now. Detergent. And it's chemicals. important to have. Yes, it is. Because your oil does so much more now than just lubricate. Well, you it's like mine like this truck I'm driving now, it holds eight and a half quarts. It's a lot of oil. Yes. And you know, but and there again, Dave, they take in consideration your driving habits. How much time you set and run out at a red light. How much time you set in idle if you're getting something? So from what that the, computer is doing. It's from just the sitting Sonic. there not working. It's actually yeah. it's know, taking, picking up data. Taking in you running down the interstate at 70 plus mile an hour. It's taking all that in, and then it calculates and says, okay, you can get 7,000 miles out of this oil change because you've run a whole bunch more in town or you've run a whole bunch more on the interstate. And that's where the computer is great. I could say, I don't even put a sticker on mine. Don't want a sticker on it. I go strictly by when it tells me to change it, I change it. Now, if you got an older car that don't have that, you got to put a sticker on them. Oh, yeah, you, so you can remember yeah. where the mileage, when you see the yep. odometer trip over, you got to get in mm-hmm. and get it fixed. But the bottom line is this. You must, well, you don't have to, but if you want your engine to last, you must change your oil on a consistent basis so that your engine doesn't gunk up. It, and not only that, Dave, if you've got a car, these newer cars, like your car, like my car, uh, 
they have cam phasers in them and oil is what makes that cam phaser work it sounds like doesn't it sound like to you zach sounds like star trek we're talking here cam phasers and all kinds of it's wild but this got you know we just take a for instance a four-cylinder has two cam phasers one left one right one for the intake one for the exhaust well if one of them messes up dave from dirty oil first thing you do is check engine light come on then you start having running problems and when that cam phaser goes bad it's bad expensive to repair tell you what if it's time to change your uh your your timing chains it's bad expensive it is because i got two on mine yep they got to pull the engine out to do it yep so i want them to last as long yeah. as they possibly can and and the trick to that is dave keeping the oil clean mm-hmm. you know my dad bless his heart he's been dead for a while but he always told me son oil can maintenance is the cheapest thing you can ever buy pay me now or pay, pay me, me later, later. That, 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 that is his. one of the most that is one of the most true Story. commercials that ever played it is you know uh but he always told me said you know and then you know when i started working on stuff with him he'd always scold me if i didn't put every bracket back on <laughs> and he'd tell me so what do you think they put that on there from the factory for mm-hmm. not just because they had extra pieces laying around and they stowed it on there <laughs> He said, it is on there for a reason. Put it back. I can just hear your father saying that. Well, he said it a sounds few Sounds like other, my dad. He said a few other choice words to me about well, it. Yeah. But, but, you know, but there again, now day and time, make sure you use the right brand of oil. If you buy towers, make sure that they're putting what comes from the factory on there. You know why, Dave? Speedometer will be off. If it comes if it comes from the factory with two thirty fives and you put two sixty fives on there, yeah, you're going to slow your speedometer down about six mile an hour. Really? Yep. I didn't know it'd be that much. Yep, five, five or six mile an hour. And so and that can be the difference between a ticket and no ticket. Yeah. Just well, being honest, you're, you're running down the road and you think you're running seventy mile an hour. Well, come find out you're running seventy five. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the police man, he just he pulls you over and gets you autographed because he already got your picture he just needs your autographs all right right and, but that's what i tell people you know make sure open the door up look on that little tag and it'll tell you exactly what size is supposed to be on there it'll tell you how much air pressure is supposed to be in, on that sticker on the door okay so when we come back let's talk about you go to buy tires and you find tires that get forty thousand, let's say sixty thousand, and there's other tires that get 45,000 miles. What's the difference in those tires? It's a pretty simple equation for you. We'll tell you all about it when we come back here on Dave Ellswick Show. Ducks here from Ducks Garage. And for you driving home, Robert Steinbach will be here at 5 o'clock hours to help make your uh, drive home an entertaining one, to say the least. And he'll get them all lined out. Yeah, he will. He he'll, If it has anything to do with law, the law, he'll line it up for you. Ducks Garage is at 1511 Air Lane Drive in Benton. Their uh, phone number there is 501-778-2886. And uh, you can find them online at ducksgarage at att.net. Yes. That's where you find them. Yes. Just so that you know. So speaking, you know, of of, of the towers, you're talking about one that gets 60,000 miles, one that gets 80,000. What's the difference? It's all in the makeup of the rubber, Dave. 
Okay. It's Soft, all softer the tire. Softer tire or harder the tire. It's all by what they make manufacture when they're making them. Is what different compounds they put in to make them. Is how they figure that out. And in in another thing too, Dave, people don't realize if you got your tires overinflated, it's what they call rounding. You'll notice that the center will be wore out and the outside will still have tread on it. Okay. Vice versa, if you're running one or low, the outside will be wore off and the center will have tread on it because it rolls the tar in in the middle. Mm-hmm. And that's what you know people don't understand. But when you buy a tar and it says you did get 40,000 miles, it's got different compound than one that will get 80,000 miles. Okay, and the 80,000 miles typically will not ride as soft as smooth as the one that gets 40,000 miles yes sir and that's why a lot of people want a 40,000 mile tire because it does ride a whole lot better uh it's the side walls are the same they all got two ply side walls six anywhere from four to eight ply you know on on the tread depth and stuff that are you know 90 percent of tires nowadays are steel you know steel belt is what Mm -hmm. they call them but uh the the manufacturer he'll go to like sam's and says Sam say, Hey, we want to buy five you know, fifteen trailer truck loads of this brand of tar, this size of tar. And they'll say, Okay, we'll make them, you know, for this price and and they all go to Sam's or all go to Walmart, you know, but they're all you know and that's where but a forty thousand mile tar will get you most time it'll get you forty to forty five thousand without any trouble, as long as you take care of them. Right. You know, you keep them aired up and not run them flat, not jump curves or or stuff like that you know speaking but, of which i did when i was in branson because the traffic is so absolutely crazy there and it is did you jump over over the middle divider no i was just trying to quickly get out of a side street and oh. get on the main drive jumped and i jumped in and i went across and i hit the curb hit hung the curb yeah, yeah. but there again dave uh, people don't understand when you buy a tire you can buy them nowadays from 85 dollars a piece all the way up to three or four hundred dollars if you want to pay yeah. that much and and dave if you got a like a little sports car that's a real fast you know like a bmw car mm-hmm. it takes a better tire on it because it's a high speed tire and yeah you know most tires are designed for 100 mile an hour down you start getting over 100 and 110 115 they'll they'll come apart because they're not designed to spin that fast and people don't understand when if you've got a hot rod car you need to buy some tires that's whatever speed you're going to be driving hey shouldn't be driving 100 miles nascar look, not even i drive 100 miles look, well, look at nascar all the time you know least. look at nascar they're running yeah. you know anywhere from 100 to 140 mile an hour and they you know that's you know their tars are designed to do that though and you still see them come apart on a real hot sunshiny day yeah when that asphalt gets hot and they're they're sliding in them corners they'll still come apart on them that's something people don't understand as well when you're if go on google and just google uh you know tires and and flex or something like that Mm -hmm. and watch youtube videos of how your tire what they look like when you're riding down the road when you turn and things of that nature it's amazing tires can put up with that type of uh, pressure and dave you know when you're riding down the road if if you could do this if you could measure your car sitting still in the driveway on a level ground from the top of the fender down to the to the ground Mm -hmm. and if you could do that running down the road at 80 mile an hour 
your tire, your car is going to be probably an inch higher because your tires like they, get narrower, yep, don't they? Yep, they but they taller. they suck in and start getting taller. And if if, if you really want to see it, go to a drag racing place. You know, like a stock, I mean, like a NHR. Yeah, and sit there and watch them. They're setting flubbed out, but when they pour the coal to them, watch the whole back end of the car stand up. It'll, it'll raise up four or five inches. Well, they do that because they don't stay round. They go nope. oblong at that point. Yeah, they they go all kind of not only that, but you can watch the shape. rubber fold itself. You can watch it flex on the side, how it, it'll roll. But you know, when you go, uh, Joe sells tar. I I sell a few. I don't sell many. I'm I'm not into that. Uh, I really don't have time. I mean, I've got I've got them guys. Russell's got them humping right now. Even he's out in the shop working because we're behind so They're far. They're sweating today. Yes, sir. I've got they they got every fan in the in the building running, all the doors open, and even in Ashley's office. I was in there earlier this morning, and it was it had done warmed up in it, and which Ashley kind of likes it because she don't like to be cold. She wouldn't like my studio today. Oh no. <laughs> I thought it felt good when I walked in. <laughs> we got icicles hanging around here. It's cold in the studio today. But if you buy a tire, just make sure you buy a good brand of tire and make sure they put the size that come on it. If you do put an oversized tire on it and you come to me or Joe or anybody, we can set your speed on to make it right. Oh, okay. You have to go in to the ABS module and it'll tell you, you know, do you want to change the tire size? And you say yes, and then... Don't try up. to do it yourself. Unless you got a computer, you ain't going to do it. Right. You got to have that, that $20,000 computer to do it. But it'll come up and say, well, what size tar did you put on it? And you can, and it'll give you a list of everything. Then you just stroll down through it and click on it. And then it asks you, do you want to program the speed option? You say yes. And then it'll calculate. And the way it does it, Dave, is it's, it's a measured mile how many times that thing rotates in a mile. That's how it figures what speed arm needs to be set computers are amazing what they can do you know how used to we now. did that dave how'd you do it on 18 wheelers when they had they had what they called dip switches on back of the speedometer and you would put a white mark on the tire and a white mark on the shop floor and roll it one full revolution to that white mark and you measure it in between and then you multiply that by 62 then you divide that multiplication by 62 then you divide the whatever that come up to to uh, 8.90. And then you took that and you multiply it by one full revolution. Aren't you folks glad that we don't live back in the day anymore? I'm just saying. And you had a chart. You pulled a chart out and you say, okay, it, and it, whatever numbers come up, like 1, 2, 3, 4, 19, 26, 31. Well, you looked at that chart and that T where to put the dip switch either up or down. They was either up or they was either down, and that's that's how you program the speedometer. And it used to. T- I have done them for three hours before you'd get speedometer right, and you know when it's wow. wrong. Uh, but uh, but nowadays we do it all with a computer. It Amazing. is so much better nowadays when you can just pull that computer up and go click click click. Okay, you can go now. You know, that's a lot easier. A whole lot easier than what we used to have to do it in. You know people didn't realize back in them days it was a pain i mean he, it physically took time and everything else and but you know wiper blades is made out of the same rubber basically that your tire is made out of that's why they don't last near as long as they used to and you know but the sun cooks them and bakes them yeah and, which reminds me that's something uh payday's coming up and i gotta buy another pair yep 
It's that time. Oh uh, yeah. It's that time. It's been it's been hot uh, for the last month and a half. So Dave, I was I get a motorhome magazine in. Okay. And in the back on one page it it'll have in there tell you know what stuff people's come up with on a motorhome when you're letting it set. And I was looking on there and this guy had took noodles. You know what I'm talking about? Swim pool noodles? Yes. Split them down down one side. Right. Slid them over his wiper blades on his motorhome. Saved the wiper blades and keeps the sun off of them. Makes sense. That makes sense. And he said, anytime I go, if we're going to be there for four, five, six days, he said, I pull my noodles out and slide them on my wiper arms and set it back against the windshield. I mean, one of those costs $2.68. I happen to know that because I was looking at them last night. Yep. And you could shoot half of one of those big ones will cover your yep. both your wiper blades and even the one in the back. Yeah, and I never had thought about it. And I, I was thumbing, makes sense. I was thumbing through it, and then I seen that, and I thought. So I, I didn't have my glasses on, so I couldn't see it just real good. So I went and got my glasses, and I read it, and the guy had that trick. And, and I thought, you know, that's a pretty good trick, but especially if you're letting your motor home set where the sun can get to it. You know, something I've noticed that people have not been using as much recently <coughs> as in the past, and that's those uh, sunscreens. You don't see them inside. anymore. You don't see them. And that's really weird because that sun coming through your windshield is affecting your dashboard. Not only that, it's affecting the seats, the back of the seats. You look at the back of the seats and how many of them is rotted off because the sun is set there and baked them. Just baked the rubber or the cloth or whatever, you know. Even in my motor home, I've got one that covers the windshield and covers the side windows. Uh-huh. And if you get out like today, if you ain't got that in there, the air conditioner won't stay up with it. Well, sure. It'd take forever to yeah, it's, it, and, get it and, back and, down. And that's even with the curtains pulled through up there. If you don't put them, them they, they call them insulators, what they call mm-hmm. them, when you go to the motor home place. But without them, the air conditioner. And, and i got a two-and-a-half-ton air conditioner in my motor home house air conditioner in it it's amazing and you can Tr- tracy can make you grab covers at night get it she'll, cold she'll, huh? she'll keep you nice and cool no you told me your house is all how much you say 68 or something like yeah she is it just depends it's chilly most time it's, it's 68 67 you know just it's chilly depend how how hot she is what what's yeah, how cold she wants you. to be i got you all right. Well, I'll see you uh, not next week. You're I'll gonna see be you Saturday. Out, you're going to be doing some fishing. I'll see you Saturday yep. early in the morning. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna leave sometime Sunday and go up there to the White River Campground. If you ever not ever been to White River Campground, mm-hmm. y'all just try it sometime. It is a nice place. I'll check it out. They got full hookups like and everything. Like it up there. All right, let's take a break. News. Robert you, Steinbach on his way. Duck with us. We appreciate him. We'll see you on the other side of the news in just a moment. Just started a new pot of coffee, Zach. Everybody's leaving the station, so I'll have to drink it all by myself. (laughs) I can do it. I can do it. Hey, the House of Representatives today voted to set aside a resolution by uh, Congressman Al Green of Texas, Democrat, of course, to introduce articles of impeachment against President Trump the third time the Houston area lawmaker. How did Houston become so liberal? It's like every liberal in that state it lives either in Houston or in Austin. 
I don't understand. They like, I mean, they're like a cancer. They gather together to destroy everything. Anyway, uh, the lawmaker has taken a shot at uh, impeaching the president, but that's the first since Democrats regained control of the House. Lawmakers voted 332 to 95 to table Green's resolution, which was widely opposed by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. See, Pelosi's not stupid. She understands that if the Democrats would go after impeachment, they will guarantee their defeat in 2020. They'll guarantee it. Oh, they'll get all the support from all the red meat Democrats over there on the left. But the bottom line is there's not enough there uh, to uh, elect whomever they might run. So it was opposed by uh, Pelosi and other top Democrats worried that the measure would force vulnerable swing district lawmakers into peril. Yeah, they'd end up losing. And then they'd lose Congress as well. They don't want to do that. Uh, the bipartisan vote shelved any chance of bringing forth articles of impeachment against Trump in the near future. The president has committed an impeachable offense, Green said on the House floor earlier today. Yesterday we condemned him for that. Today is our uh, opportunity to punish him. Uh, instead of moving ahead with articles of impeachment, most Democrats have appeared to prefer waiting to see if a stronger case for removal could be developed that would win broader public support. And the answer to that is no. Um, and they're eagerly awaiting next week's scheduled testimony to two House committees by former special counsel Robert Mueller. You know what's happening right here? They're going to put all their eggs in the Mueller basket again. They thought that Mueller, you know, when he turned his report in, it was going to be just this hell and brimstone thing that came down and said, you know, Trump was as guilty as sin and, uh, you know, he should be impeached and he should be thrown out on his ear. And it didn't say that. Didn't even come close to saying that. And now they're hoping for the same thing again. And where he was going to come in and spend a whole lot, lot of time doing this uh, and talking before this these congressional committees. Now, what was it? A total of four hours or something? I want you to think about it. There's 30, I think 30 members that sit on these panels and they all get a couple of minutes. They're not to ask questions. And all of, and most of them ask the same questions over and over again. So you get the same answers over and over again. Bottom line is that they're not going to get nothing out of Mueller being up there for that short of a period of time. It says, with all due respect in the world for him, we have six committees that are working on following the facts in terms of any abuse of power, obstruction of justice, and arrest that the president may have engaged in. Pelosi said that is a serious path that we're on. Recent polling shows that majorities opposed impeachment. That's the real reason they're not impeaching. Even if the House voted to impeach Trump, which would amount to filing formal charges, the Republican-run Senate would be unlikely to remove him from office. Unlikely is a generous word, by the way. Uh, the chances of them removing him from—hold on, I want you to listen, uh, because uh, Steinbach has just come in. Oh, that was a beer that he just opened. I'm I not. had the mic off. <laughs> this one, have we heard it over on my mic, man? <laughs> anyway, 
No, he's got what is this? That's is that some it's kind a beer. Of, it's a it's a, a Brazilian beer. <laughs> you don't believe me? Uh, no, I all don't. Right, right. Uh, I, you know that's against is, the law to have alcohol yeah, in my I, studio. I, I got scotch in the other bottle. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, even if the House voted to impeach Trump, the Senate's not going to do it. The showdown over Green's resolution came amid tensions between Pelosi and the squad uh, over uh, the Trump tweet. Uh, and implored them to go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came, then come back and show us how it is done. All four of the women Trump apparently singled out are American citizens. Now, answer me something here. I heard that Omar of Minnesota, she's from Somalia. I heard she had, does she have her citizenship because of marriage? No, I don't think, no. She has her citizenship because of uh, refugee status or asylum or something like that okay her husband there was an allegation regarding someone described as her husband that may be in fact her brother that she brought over for the purposes of getting him citizenship some story like that i don't know all of the details okay all right i'm just saying i today was the first day that i kind of heard a little bit of that i don't i don't keep tied up to the conspiracy wires folks i just don't do that i got too much to do to keep up with the truth to give to you to to worry about the conspiracy wires. I just cannot do that. I wish I could. I can't. If you go on my website, you can read all kinds of stuff. I mean, Alex Jones in across the the, the horizon as far as that stuff goes. I don't I don't censor anybody. It's up to you to to check out what everybody is saying and make sure whatever it is that they're saying has some validity to it. There's some, look, when I start seeing, uh, you know, posts from uh, uh, something that says um, America's the greatest nation on earth and nobody's even close to us, dot com, I, I'm going to check them out pretty close <laughs> just to make sure what they're saying is true. I mean, I, I have my, my go-to places like hotair.com and things of that nature to make sure that I'm I'm getting to the truth to you. And even then I call those guys and say, are you sure about this? You know, and then they'll talk to me about, you know, sources and stuff like that. Anyway, it's, I don't know. I just, like I said, conspiracy studies. I can't, do you think all these people are going to show up at Area 51, Robert? I think they're already there. I think we just we don't know it, but they're already there. They're already there, huh? You know, I, I just if you think that you're going to bull rush a government institution, in fact, you're going to bull rush a military installation. You are wrong. It's nonsense. I'm I mean, telling you, there's just, things yeah. that they have you don't know they have, well, and they then you're going to find like out. Bullets. Yeah, you know, well, they won't <laughs> use bullets. They'll use the, that high frequency right. stuff that make everybody puke and poop on themselves. And you'll wish you'd been shot. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. This is I'm saying. They've got that stuff. They had that. They were working on the stuff when I was in the military, and that was back in the early '80s. I'm just telling you, right. they've been working on. And some of that stuff they're seeing in Arizona, flying around and stuff. It's from Area 51. They know now that the the uh, the V-shaped lights that flew across the city, you know, a couple decades ago, was the B2. That's what was flying around. And because it's stealth, they weren't picking it up on radar. And because of their engine technology, it doesn't sound like a normal jet. 
You know, Dave, I'm still confused how they were able to fly the stealth bomber over Washington, D.C., and people were able to see it. <laughs> it's radar that can't oh, see it. Oh, I got confused. It's not cloaking devices. Oh, not cloaking? It's no. A, it's, it's not, not from the cloaking. Romulans? No, it's not the Romulans. It doesn't work that oh, way. I wish, I'm confused. I'm telling you, a lot of people in the Air Force be- wish that that was the case. That would be cool. They would love that. I read an article earlier on my show today, a little bit of it, and just was panificating about it some, uh, from the Atlantic, Mm -hmm. which is no bastion of conservatism, and they do not like Trump. Not at all. It's a leftist magazine. Although they they have some solid journalism. Reporting, yeah. And they they were talking about uh, the new uh, system that's going up uh, as far as for our next trip to the moon. Mm-hmm. And they wrote this article. I heard about you it. talking earlier. About yeah, did you be talking on and it? The, and Mars and, and stuff. I can't yeah, find very it. Interesting. Yeah. Very yeah, well, interesting. The, the way that they, you know, they showed it, though, the way that they were promoting this article that I thought was so funny is that uh, they were saying, well, Trump threw NASA into a a fit of confusion right? because they were shoot, they were going to go back to the moon and Trump said, well, we want to go to Mars right? and we want you to start talking about that. Half a dozen in one, six of the other. They're talking the same thing here. We, we got to go back to the moon and get a permanent base there because that's where we're going to launch to go to Mars. What's What's telling about, and I heard your discussion earlier in the show, Dave, is how long it's taken, taking because it's government bureaucracy. Yes. If this was private enterprise, this would not be the case. I wonder what this would have been like oh. if, oh, ten times if Bezos or, right. uh, and you or get a bunch of what's sponsors. his name from Pe- Virgin? Right. Pepsi puts their name on the side of a rocket, rocket and Coke buys the uh, capsule and You'll see the whole thing will be paid for by private money, and it would take one half the time at the longest. There's no question about it. Yeah, they just say that, you know, they're... they're but And it, NASA has always run over budget. Of course they are. Always. Because the government... government. You might say, well, that's just Rob and Dave being conservative cranks that they're, they're anti-government. No, the they're reason- not saying that. They're saying, you know what, Robert and Dave, they tell us the truth. Well, that's right. That's exactly what we do. Right. And... So why does government run over? Because it can. That's why. That's why. Because if because you want, they hire more people than they need. Well, it, there's a That's terrible, part of it. terrible fat and terrible layering and terrible bureaucracy. But what that you can do that in private practice, but you can't run over above it budget. Why? Because no one's funding it. Right, if you ran Home Depot, but you did it in a way that was inefficient, they'd fire you. Number one, and the stock owners would do that that's because right. they'd sell your stock. And if it continued, it'd go out of business. Yeah, it'd be the end of it. But of course, the government quite literally can't go out of business because they have a gov- guaranteed money supply. What's that guaranteed money supply, folks? Your money, your hard-earned dollars. And don't let Elizabeth Warren and Barack Obama tell you that. You didn't earn that money, that they earned that money for you by building mm-hmm. the roads and building infrastructure. You built the infrastructure. You built the roads. Where do you think that money came from? That's right. So you paid for the roads, and then they say, well, you got to pay more because you got to use the roads. I bought those roads. Yep. 
There's an article uh, I read and I sent you, Dave, just recently. Guess what? Sweden, turns out, is having problems maintaining their excessive welfare state. Guess what? I sent yeah. that that article. I right. forwarded it to Paul, right. to RD, right. and to Jan. Right. And I said, you know, because, look, we don't stay up on that so close that when we hear Sanders talking about the Norwegian exactly. socialists and all exactly. of that. Exactly. Now we've got uh, information that we can use and we can fire back. It's exactly. important. And, le- and let's be clear. So this article says, guess what? Sweden can't afford its social welfare state because they've let in a large number of immigrants from Syria, etc. And what did I tell you all along? The reason Sweden was able to maintain its welfare state before. Which is for people in that. Those countries. Yeah, because it's seven people and they're all related and yeah. they live on an iceberg. That's why. <laughs> right? I can maintain a welfare state that. in my backyard with my wife and kids. But once I extend it to 335 million people in this country, guess what? It ain't going to work. It don't work the way they say it's going to work. No. That, uh, I've been sure. to Sweden. It's an absolutely gorgeous country. And I met Sven and his 14 cousins. <laughs> That's the whole country, folks. Sven. That's the whole country. All right. So anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about the new space program. Yeah. The one that we were celebrating this weekend was Apollo. Yeah. Do you know what the new one's called? Oh, I did hear it. It's like the Artemis. sister. Right. Which is the sister of Apollo yes. or something. Right. Yes. Right. Artemis. And the capsule is called the Orion. Very nice. All right, just so that you'll know. And the new rocket they're building, which I don't understand why they had to reinvent the wheel, but they, the new rocket is 22 foot taller than the Apollo, which in itself was 36 stories tall. Wow. That's wow. three times the size of the building you're sitting in right now. Wow. And we're, we're in the highest building in Little Rock. Yeah, at the highest point. Not right. the highest building, right, right. highest point. Highest point because the building's we're up here on the hill. The, that's right, exactly. All right, when we come back, Jim is going to join us. Uh, he's on the phone waiting to talk to us. He's in Mountain Home. We'll talk with him in just a moment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, Robert Steibach is back in the studio. He'll be back with us tomorrow, too. That's right. So will Michael Ship. Yeah. Uh, people, you remember Rooster Boy. Rooster Boy will be with us tomorrow. But I told him not to bring his guitar. He don't have to bring his blues guitar with him. We're talking uh, politics tomorrow here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Jim is up in Mountain Home. And let's uh, talk to Jim. Hey, Jim, how are you? What's happening, Dave? I kind of moved on you a little bit. I kind of get around. I'm I'm going by the lake up here in Henderson right now. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hey, you know what's wrong with Norfolk Lake? What's that? Uh, I'm not out there in a boat. I'm in a truck driving by it. <laughs> uh, I need to be on a boat in that lake. But anyway, I, I like what Robert's talking about. And uh, but uh, I need we need to uh, retain Robert to find out what happened to our Jetsons lifestyle that we were promised to have. But then again, you know that's uh, for another day. But, Right. I'm interested. I'm interested in NASA. I really am. I'm. I'm. But they're cost overruns and they're just two things. But I am interested in the in the deal. What's going on with the moon? And you know, for once and for all, they could go up there and shut everybody's mouth about whether it was real or not. Back in the '60s, when they when they first stepped on the moon. Well, you know how uh, you know what I always tell people. And thanks for your call, Jim. That I always tell people who don't believe that we went to the moon. Then how do you 
explain the probes that you know have gone around the moon since that time and have taken pictures of what the Apollo astronauts left behind. I mean, they left two-thirds of the lunar landers behind, and they left flags. You can see the footprints where they hopped around down there. Now, I don't know if you can find the uh, the golf balls that the guy hit up there. I don't know if you can do that or not. But the bottom line is, I think it's a foregone conclusion. I think anybody that's got a, a logical mind knows that we, we did do this. I do wonder why, because of the bureaucracy, it's so difficult to get back. It's really remarkable, isn't it? I mean, ser- no, seriously. Right. Think about how much more computing power we have today. Com- I mean, from what I understood, the Apollo 11, when it went all the way to the moon, around, landed on it, came back, and all that, uh, had the computing power of a Commodore 64. Mm-hmm. You got that. You got more than that in your cell phone. Oh, way more. Easy. Way Easy. more. So what, what's the big deal now? It, it's different priorities. It's government. Yeah, it's government. It's government. Look, it, we, started, we started losing our, our taste for space exploration like that in about 73. Mm-hmm. I mean, 72 is the last time we went to the moon. Right. Now, we haven't been there since. I think it's time to go back and... When you think of all the things that came out of the space program, uh, that if they had done it right, uh, they would have made money on, we wouldn't have paid a third of what we paid. I mean, Velcro and TV dinners and microwave and all the different materials and all the rest. And and you made a point, and we'll talk about it. I want to talk about Mm -hmm. this when we come back because you make a, a valid point. What would be wrong? you got this huge candle sitting on Cape Canaveral at the launch site. With half of America watching it. With Coca-Cola yeah. and their symbol on the side of it. How much would they pay for the naming rights exactly. of that rocket? NASCAR drivers do it all the time, yeah. as you well know. And you, you, know, you what, pay what, for the what, size what the of the astronauts? patch. Right, you could patch them up yeah, with no different kidding, like NASCAR. Man. Sell it off. That right? just seems smart to me. Uh, what's the downside? Well, you're commercializing. Yeah. Darn straight I am. We want to commercialize That's exactly it. what I'm doing. Yeah. Because either Coke is paying for it or I'm paying yeah. for it. That's and I'm right. happy to let Coke pay for it because you know why? They do it voluntarily. All right. Let's get to the news. We come back. We'll take this up with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, we're up to 45% of our $500 goal uh, for the um, – the Salvation Army, if you weren't with us earlier in the show and you're on your way home now, there's a lot more of you listening. That's just uh, normal between 4 and 6 o'clock here on the Dave Ellswick Show because it's rush hour. Uh, I'm asking you to help me reach our goal for this show of $500. I've given mine. All right, I'm asking everybody to give 20 bucks. That's what I'm asking. And and if you do that, we can get to this uh uh, 500 bucks, pretty doggone quick. All you got to do is go to 1011, 1011. Don't spell it out. It's the numbers. 1011FMTheAnswer.com. And uh, click on, it says Red Shield Challenge. Just click on that. It'll take you to the page where you can make your donation. Uh, it's easy to do. You use your, your uh, 
debit card, use your credit card, whatever, and make a $20 donation. You can give more if you want. You can give less if you want. But the bottom line, give, please. And uh, you'll be helping out the Red Cross. Also, at the bottom, you'll see it says something like, uh, uh, do you want to help pay for the additional fees? Because it costs like 3% to the Red Cross of your $20 for them to be able to use, you know, Visa, MasterCard, whatever. Uh, it's 40 cents. So just say yes and make your donation $20 and 40 cents. And then they don't have to pay the additional fees and all the money, the $20 then gets to the, to the red cross. Uh, I'd like to reach the hundred percent no later than the end of the show on Friday. We could get there today. If everybody will just give their 20 bucks, one Oh one, one FM, the answer.com one Oh one, one FM, the answer.com. And there's a, challenge thing going between us and the fish look that means nothing to me what means to me is to get the 500 bucks and give it to the the, the salvation army that's my go-to nonprofit group to help people in times of need because all their money goes to people and all the money you're giving here stays here uh it doesn't go anywhere else it stays right here uh you know my belly, my my heartburn that I got with the Red Cross and why I don't help them. Bottom line is, and it goes all the way back into World War II, but the bottom line is, and I wasn't alive then, but it goes back when he and my father. And and uh, so I helped the Salvation Army. I'm, ha- I'm going to ask you, please help the Salvation Army by giving $20 uh, over 1011fmtheanswer.com. Thank you. I just, my personal appeal to that. I did a little bit more uh, again about that and uh, did some more. Um, I, I posted a little uh, uh, video today to the Facebook page and uh, uh, talked about this. I'll do another one tomorrow. I think I'm going to do one every day through Friday and talk about, hey, we got this much money and we need this much money left to, to get to the 500 bucks. Whether I win or not, doesn't matter. We want to get to the 500. I think everybody is going to get 500 bucks. Just up to us to get out there and, and, uh, and, and do it. So please, uh, please uh, uh, give, would you not? 20 bucks. Okay, Robert Steinbach's here. We were talking about something. We could help pay the uh, uh, Artemis space program, that's the, the new Apollo, that go to, to, moon, to the moon, if the federal government would allow businesses to buy a piece of it, so to speak, for advertising. I, I, look, I've been one of those people, and, and Robert knows this, that, it, that thinks that you should be able to put uh, advertising on police cars. We do it on buses, yeah. Right, we do it on. Uh, um, uh, yeah, they wrap them. That's right, exactly, exactly. So I don't know what, what's the what's the problem of doing ambulances or or whatever. I don't understand why hospitals don't sell advertising because it's a moving billboard, as far as I'm concerned. Right, right. Just, just, just makes sense. So, uh, you know, we do this radio all the time. All right, it's it's called it's called like a trade. We'll we'll put. We'll put your advertising on our stuff, uh, 
in lieu and then we'll advertise you on the radio or whatever. All right. That's the way we, we, you know, if you wrap our car, we'll, we'll give you X amount of dollars in advertising. Think about this for NASA. I mean, if you got a gazillion people going to watch uh, the Orion go up into outer space to go back to the moon again. And you'd literally have hundreds of million people, right? Yeah, we have 335 Why million not? people. And, and tell the, tell the uh, advertisers, you can use uh, NASA in your advertising. Yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't you well, do we, that? We do it for the Olympics, right? Yeah, why, uh, why professional wouldn't you sports, do this? Right? And I'll tell you why. Because politicians don't think like business people. And Trump recently had a Made in America fair at the White House because yeah. he's a businessman. Yeah. And he thinks that way. And it's a different focus. This country's better when our products are championed across the world so that people seek them out. And this has not been a driving force for politicians because politicians are about ego. Hey, I include the the current member of the White House uh, as well. But the difference is that before President Trump, their ego was, well, I signed this agreement with the Russians or more recently – I signed this lousy agreement with Iran. That's what made them feel good. Did you see John Kerry, how self-important he was? Every time he was on television, I threw up a little in my mouth because he was so self-important. The difference with someone who's a businessman is he says, if, if I'm going to be selling something, it's this country's economic growth. And that inures to everybody, everybody's benefit, unlike the ego-stroking moves and danger-imparting agreement that Kerry created. I mean, I'd be honest. It wouldn't bother me at all. Uh, today's launch brought to you by... That's right. That wouldn't right, just like you hear it on, on a football game. Yeah. You know, this Everything. corner brought to you, right? Everything. That's right. That's another f- first down brought to you by. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And then they go through statistics. You know, John Smith had 282 sure. yards, right? Yeah. Or if, if we did it for elections, it would be something like Hillary Clinton got all these votes and she's still not in the White House. That's right. Because you know what? To get a touchdown, you just don't run yards. You got to cross the, the, the goal the, line. The goal line. That's exactly, exactly right. And, 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 and it, I don't know. I just think that that's just a smart way i really don't it. understand it. if somebody was in it, that's in nasa should be pushing that and it, i bet you if they took it to the president he'd be all I over think he that would love it actually yeah. i think he would absolutely love it he would be all over it. i'll tell you who wouldn't be all over it the socialists because they don't want to do anything that has anything right. to do with capitalism oh my gosh, how dare you allow this company to have coca-cola has sugar in the uh, captain crunch is you know they would have all i'm of their sure complaints. they would look somewhere and say that slaves built something for coca-cola well you know what what's really remarkable the, the reference that's a big thing now yeah like the i just saw uh the Chris Pratt, is it Chris Pratt, I yeah. think, the actor, right? Yeah. So he wore a shirt. You've seen this because you know what I'm going to say, apparently. Uh, wore a shirt with the flag, Don't Tread on Me, yes. which is just a great flag. The Gadsden It's right flag. there yeah, behind the, the camera. Yeah. And they they criticized him. Well, you know, that flag, that's a racist flag. Why is that a racist Because it existed at the time that there was slavery. slavery. 
You know, that's like saying that, did, did you know, apparently, in all truth, this is what someone told me, Hitler was a vegetarian. Well, he was still Hitler, but it doesn't make every vegetarian a Nazi, right? Oh, so, but it does give me something to use on the air. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and he, by the way, he also loved dogs. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. Right, right. Like, like German every, Shepherd. Right, he did. That's right. And they're wonderful dogs. That's smart. He could have liked Dotsons, but he didn't. Yeah, right. He liked, right. <laughs> you Weird know, during, during the war, we, we called the German Shepherds, uh, I think, Alcatious, because we didn't want to call them German Shepherds. But they're German yeah. Shepherds in any of it. No, it's Por- like the French fry thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know what they call French fries in France? Fries! Yeah. yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so. And you know you, they don't dip them in ketchup. No, they use Mayo. mayonnaise. It's awful. Uh, but in any event, the, the, I, I think that... Um, it would be a smart move for the government to be more entrepreneurial. Well, but that's not what they're about. You're exactly it's right. It's, it's not. not. They want everybody to believe they're the gods of all of this. That's stuff. right. That's right. You're you're less in control somehow if you have to share. In well, you're sharing it. That's right. You're sharing your that's power right. basically. That's exactly that right. You know, you don't get an extra three votes or something that's because right. uh, you can say. See, I brought all of this to our home. I mean, right. let me tell you what. The reason NASA is in Houston is because of politicians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, they made it, up their mind they're going to build it there. Right, right. And so they're, they're somewhere, uh, you know, Lyndon Baines Johnson was senator at that time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, who was the Republican, really famous Republican that was from down there that was, oh, help me, um, Somebody who's a Texan, call me. A two three zero nine six five. Graham, Graham. I met him. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He was Texan. He was. And yeah, I, I bet about. you any money he had something to do with it. How do you? Why do you think they're all about? You know, shrinking the military until they say they're going to close a base in their state. In your town. Well, because people aren't stupid, right? The thing that government does is it takes a piece of all of our money, and then. Of course, they skim something off the top. This is what the leftists never seem to recognize. Oh, well, we're just, we're putting it where it's best used because it just flows like water down a mountain, right? (laughs) No. First of all, the crony bureaucrat takes it, pockets it, pays his salary, pays for his building, pays for the air conditioning. By the way, I'm not complaining that I've been a government worker most of my life, if you include me teaching, because I teach for a public institution. But- it cost. Nothing is for free. So the government takes it, and out of the dollar that you send to the government, only 75 cents gets to be spent on something other than processing that dollar. And then that 75 cents gets shuttled around. Some people get more than their fair share, so they, and some people get less. Some, so guess what? Some pigs are paid more than other pigs. Exactly. Some pigs are more important They're than more other equal. pigs. Exactly. They're more equal. And so... Animal farm. Indeed, thank you. Indeed. Another Orwell classic. Indeed. It's remarkable how many of his uh, novels are true, but they're all a reflection of leftist ideology, sure. communism. So really? Really? So he was it, a socialist. He was not a communist. Well, he was against it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. right. Absolutely right. against it. All right. So I want to pray something for you okay. today. This is cut number uh, five today. First time I ever heard this come out of Bernie Sanders' mouth. Oh, I can't wait. Are you, are you ready? I Here, can't wait. Here we go. So the Jeff Bezos's of the world would help pay for Medicare for all, higher taxes yes. on them. 
Should the middle class at all have a stake in creating oh, a system like Medicare for all through a bit of a higher tax rate? Well, how do you think health care is not free? Right now, we pay through, we pay for um, health care in a variety of ways. Pretty complicated. About half of health care dollars, more or less, comes from taxes. That's what Medicare is about, what Medicaid is about, uh, what the CHIP program is about, what the Veterans Administration is about. So you really spend a lot of money on that. Oh, my goodness. Did you hear him well, say, did you, did you hear what he said? Right, of course, it's not free. Medicare is not free. You see, the problem with the leftists is if you talk to them long enough, they'll trip over the truth getting to their ideology. Like a broken clock. It right. distracts the right time exactly. twice a day. Of course it's not free. And it's exactly what I was just discussing. That is, out of the dollar that you send for health care to the federal government, 75 cents goes to actually health care. Yeah, right? absolutely. And they, by the way, they claim that Medicare, which is not a bad system, not a bad system, they, oh, oh, the overhead is only 3%. That's, it's just not accurate, by the way. That's really just... That's that, crap. That, that deals with That's one portion of the federal government's uh, operating Medicare. But there are far more uh, and additional expenses that we have as a consequence of it. That doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad program. I, as you know, my mother was on Medicare and she had a supplemental... I'm on Medicare. Right, ...through Blue Cross. And I was very pleased with both of them with both Blue Cross and with um, uh, Medicare. So I've got to say, uh, so f- I-, I can't say it always works, but don't show the number, Dave. <laughs> uh, so there, it's... Uh, I covered it up. Yeah. That's my blue card. Yeah. No, no. Uh, but the problem is, look, folks, how does Medicare work? Uh, you all pay as part of your taxes. Look on your paycheck. FICA, F-I-C-A. That's Social Security, right? <laughs> Social Security and... Medicare, and after you get uh, 65, is it, I think, yeah. uh, uh, you You're get to be on Medicare. And they say, well, let's do it for everyone. Well, if you, where do you think the extra money for everybody from zero to 64 comes from? Comes from. It's the math doesn't work. That's I, right. I was just talking to a doctor friend of mine. He said, oh, yeah, I've seen a couple of patients recently, both of them drug addicts, and one needs a, some organ transplant, another one needs. Uh, an, a leg or an, I think an arm actually to be amputated because of drug use in the arm and so where do you think who's, who do you think is paying you think the drug deal the drug user is paying for it no the no. drug dealer is yeah, neither the dealer nor the <laughs> user right are paying for it this is not Medicare but this is the point about socialized welfare socialized medicine we're but well we should because it's you know that's this and that listen I have no problem with the notion of sharing some of the responsibilities, but I also believe in individual responsibility. And the more things you decide to pay for, gender reassignment surgery is another example. That's, you know, Trump's complaint about transgenders in the military. He, uh, Trump couldn't care less. He even complimented, said something positive about transgenders, I think, during the, um, what is it, uh, when you win the nomination? What do you call that? The convention. Oh, Uh, during the convention, convention, uh, he said he was pleased that the Republicans, when he made some comment, and they applauded, and and, but he is concerned about the expenditure of transgenders in the military having to go undergo gender reassignment surgery, and the left says, "Well, that's just uh, that's the same thing as having your appendix out." And I think we. And here's the thing. Listen, I'm sympathetic. 
to the notion uh, of transgender issues. But we have to be able to have a reasonable conversation about these things and have a hierarchy of priorities without the left telling us that their social reengineering plans are, are the only way to go. So let me just ask this question, and we got to go break. Well, I, we're I, into it. we got to break. Yeah, I saw. Does that mean then that g- gender reassignment surgery basically is because somebody thinks they feel more like something than they don't? Uh, like right. I'm a man. Right. I feel like a woman. Right. I want to get my you know branch and and berries chopped off and and get things fixed. And I want you to pay for it. Well, what about the woman who was born with small breasts and she feels like that she should have bigger breasts? You know, she wants just the average. Well, I just you know, you know she, not a D cup. I right. just want a C cup. And 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 Dave is not joking here, right? I mean, it's, there's a lightheartedness to it, but this is not a joke. Meaning. We have to be able to have a conversation. At the end of the day, maybe you say it's okay that we'll pay for this surgery. But we have to be able to have a conversation that says not every intervention is the same when we're paying with a limited pool that's of correct. taxpayer dollars. Yeah, and That's the problem. That is and that's a whole what, show conversation. Right. And that's why people are resistant to socialized medicine because then they say, wait a second. I've got to wait to have my cancer removed because you're doing someone's breast augmentation and my cancer's growing and may kill me, right? So that's the type of issue. And there's, oh, no, cancer would always come first. Really? Mm-hmm. No. Or what doesn't come not, first? Right? So you know, that's not what our caller from Alberta, Canada said yesterday. Of course yesterday. it's not, right? It's just, that, it's just not, it, it can't happen that way. And that's because you schedule one and then the, the cancer, say, is discovered. Do you bump the first one? Mm-hmm. And so this is the issue. And that's why people are resistant to the notion of socialized medicine. Now, what we have now is a hybrid. I don't have pure capitalistic medicine, mm. but it's not pure socialist either. Not yet. Not yet. Right. Hold your thought. Right. We'll Understood. come back. We got more to talk about. So Dave Ellswick show. We got one more segment to go. That's coming up next. Come at three. Back with you. I just talked to Robert Steinbach since our hour went like, seemed like about 10 minutes exactly. uh, with us. And what a great, I think, a great discussion again of putting advertisements yeah. on, on, on the on rockets. The rockets. And stuff. Exactly. Use it. Look, they, they did this in schools before, and That's I've right. heard people moan and complain about it. Remember Compact Computers? Yeah, you remember? Compact, right. C-O-M-P-A-Q. Right. If you remember Compact. They, uh, they put uh, computers, after I left, of course, a few years back when they were big, uh, they supplied my old high school with computers Well, didn't for the, it, for the kids. Just as long as they use compacts. Yeah, didn't they? Didn't compacts supply the abacuses for your school when <laughs> you were there? <laughs> yeah, when I was going to school, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Two to the left. Compact abacus. Yeah, right. that's what it was. But I'm. There's other schools that have sure. hallways named after sure. companies. Sure, you see some gyms. About, what about the highways now? You know, sponsored by so and so. Yeah, that strip of highway. Of I course. have no problem with that. I just Sell think that's all. small. Yeah. Sell it all. Absolutely, everything. It's is advertising. For it's just advertising. Sale. Boy, and just the advertising, you're not that selling the property. It that way. I know it. It's just the way it is. If you, hey, look, if you want to put uh, a big, uh, you know, logo on the side of my house and it pays my house off, let's talk. Exactly. Oh, by the way, I'm looking for somebody to cut my yard. Eight two three zero nine six five. Call. We can talk. 
Thanks, Robert, for coming in. God bless. Always a pleasure. See you all tomorrow. It's a Thursday. J.R. Davis, first guest, governor's office, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.